speaking of that, hey, let's plug some things. <laughs> My voice just went completely out. That or I'm going through second puberty. Uh, we are wrapping up our um, our uh, uh, sidecast. Uh, we've been going through every one of the Marx Brothers movies. Yes, we have. It has been called uh, so far, and I think we'll stick with the name for the last two episodes. <laughs> Uh, it's been it's been called uh, Full Marks, a Marx Brothers podcast. And people say we're bad at self-promotion. We, yeah, they're right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Sneaky Dragon. I'm Ian Boothby. And I'm David Dedrick. Darn right you are. And let no one say different about that. I, well, I will not. I will stand up for my right to be my name. All right. And this is our Anderson Cooper episode. Does he stand up for the right to be his name? No, but he's got a show called 360. Oh, 360. Yep. How so we've you... come full circle. We've come full circle. a couple of real full circle jerks. Yes. Yeah, and here we are. Uh, welcome <laughs> to the show. If this is your first time listening, Why did I'm I agree sorry to for that opening. Full... Why did I agree to being a full circle? I just, like, automatically, yes. Full circle jerks. Yeah, that's how. I was barely listening to you, and I'm just going to agree anyway. Yeah, that's how. That's how those Wait, things work. Consciousness has returned. Yeah. Why did I agree to that? I, I don't know. Why did I agree to oh. this podcast? 360 oh. episodes later, <laughs> click, and now uh, there we are. Mm. Hi, uh, Dave was helping me move a little bit earlier on today. Yeah, he's been a very helpful moving uh, fellow. Thank you. I am very moving. Yeah. And then uh, we decided to go get a little something to eat uh, with my lovely wife, Pia, and a uh, former guest of the show threw a bag at his head. <laughs> it was kind of fun. Yeah. It's pretty good. It was kind of a fun meeting. We met, we met David M. He was just walking down the street. Yeah. Saw us and uh, took advantage. Throwing bags at people. And took, advantage of, uh, took advantage of my not facing him to throw a, bu- a bag at my back. <laughs> and I was seriously, I wouldn't say angry, but just shocked. Like, what? How, what happened? Like, how did I get hit by a bag? That's weird. I've I had people throw things at me from cars. I have too. So I, I thought, oh, someone threw something, but then it was David. Just thought he'd catch my attention by the most obvious way. Yeah. There was a thing once where uh, uh, my wife and I were eating at a restaurant that was like uh, about a block from here. And we watched a guy uh, 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 steal a bike. And he stole a bike by, uh, he unscrewed uh, a bus stop. Because the guy had like uh, put his, his bike on a bus stop, yeah, and they unscrewed the bus stop, and they lifted the pole up, and they took the bike, and they ran off with it, and so uh, we called it in to the police, and the police went, "Oh, okay. Well, um, first, I think we, I think we may have chased him. I don't know why the hell I was thinking about that, uh, but uh, we chased him enough that uh, saw what he looked like, and then the so we called the police, and the police went, oh, "Okay, we'll just stay there uh, where where that happened," and so I I was standing there. And then someone drove by and threw eggs at us. <laughs> and the se- it was the police. And the, no, because the second the, car. the second after it happened, yeah. second after it happened, Kate. like, boom, boom, boom. Oh, what the? F- was that eggs? Hello? Hi. Hi. So what happened? We just got hit by eggs. Oh, I thought you, there was a bike thing. Yeah, but uh, yes. <laughs> but you but can also- clearly see that I have now got eggs on me as well. <laughs> So there. I don't know if it was. I the, don't know your private life. Yes, maybe I just uh, do a little mild egg wash before uh, before I talk to the police. Uh, anyway, that was uh, that was my experience with stuff thrown at me from cars. I've had other stuff thrown at me from cars. Yeah. That seems to be a funny thing people think is funny. I don't think it's well. I had a I had a beer bottle thrown at me, which I don't think it's. Oh very funny. no, that's not good at all. That's not funny. It didn't miss me. Thank goodness, because I think that could actually hurt you. I had someone full full throw a full Slurpee at me. 
when I was walking down the street. L- luckily for me, the lid didn't come off. It was just like they so lobbed a slurpee. slurpee. You know, I don't know what the guy was doing with it. I'm not going to try. Oh, you're probably having sex with it. <laughs> probably American pieing it. Then um, I'm very glad that I just left it laying yeah. there. Yeah, th- but it didn't, it like hit me, but it didn't burst open. And then it just kind of lamely fell to the ground. And I felt it did kind of hurt because it was a full yeah. big Slurpee cup that hit me from a car at speed. But but still, it could have been worse, is my feelings about the whole thing. Absolutely. It could have been humiliating and wet rather than just humiliating. That's the worst kind of humiliating is humiliating and wet. Yeah. No that, was my, that was my egg situation. I was humiliated yeah. and I was also no, wet. Yeah, no and then wet. I had a police officer that didn't care as I was dripping with egg. <laughs> and I have to give a description of a guy who stole a bike. Yeah, seems, no good. Seems really unfair. Yeah. We, when, I, uh, when I was in England, we, we were having New Year's there. And someone threw a bottle of champagne, full bottle of champagne, off the Millennium Bridge. And we were like underneath. Ooh. And yeah, that landed very close to a friend of mine. Uh, and uh, yeah, that could have killed somebody. Easy peasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, uh, you know, but it's still funny to throw things <laughs> off a bridge. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. So uh, never walk under bridges is what I, what is my advice to you. Okay. Yeah. All right. If I was to pass one piece of advice, don't walk under bridges mm-hmm. ever. And, and don't go chasing waterfalls <laughs> because <laughs> yep. they are stationary. You do not have you to, to chase them. You don't need to chase them at all. Just walk up to them. Yep. There's no need to approach them, them quietly. Yeah. From you don't behind, want to startle them. You, you don't want to startle them. No, because then the water will go up and then everyone <laughs> will get wet. Don't want to scare a waterfall. But there's no reason to chase them. Don't go it's chase like them. chasing a mountain. It's like it's there. It'll just, it'll always be there. Don't worry yeah. about it. Well, it's not going to always be there. That was their hit follow up single Don't Go Chasing Mountains. Right. Another stationary object. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that became their, their go to. Yeah. You know, you strike gold once, uh, <laughs> dig in the exact same spot. Yeah. Like, oh, where's the gold? Well, you took it already. Oh, this was a stupid idea to dig in the same spot. <laughs> that's how uh, gold mining works. That's a, that's a tip for you from us. What? Not to t- dig in the same spot? Yeah. That's wrong. Okay. Because there was just that. Wait, wait a second. This is a, this is a, a segment of the show called I Stand Corrected. Yes, you stand corrected. Because I was just thinking that you made me think of that Canadian company that just bought a, a disused nickel mine in Australia. Right. And dug five meters down and found a gigantic seam of gold mm. and giant nuggets, like big fist-sized nuggets of gold that are like everyone's losing their heads over because they're like so big. And wow. and meanwhile, the guys who sold the nickel miner, they're not they're not feeling so good. And these proud guys over there, like everyone, they, they, they got w- that big seam, and everyone's mm-hmm. like calling them, "You're the seam men." Yeah. And everyone would just go, "Look at all those seam men over there." Yeah. yeah. They they dug deep and they found fa- uh, deep and they found that seam men. That's where they are. Good for them. That's much better than my Nickelback joke that I was loading up there. Were you? Yeah, but it's okay. You know, you've you you trounced it. Sure. I'll gladly. I'll give. I'll give way to that. No one's gonna be angry if you fast forward ten minutes and uh, <laughs> wait till we sober up, find a groove. Yeah, somehow get back together again. We were lifting uh, things to Dave. It's not because a uh, big deal because he is a lifter of objects. Yep. And a solver of problems. Uh, okay. to, to to be related with putting things together and lifting things, you find the most efficient way of doing things. Yep. And to me, it's just ah, <laughs> I want this to be over. <laughs> yeah. So right now at the house we've moved into, we have stacks and stacks and stacks of boxes that we rented. So now we have to make sure everything's out of the boxes very yeah. shortly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it it looks completely overwhelming, but it it will be done and it, things will be where they should be. And I can't wait to be fully out of the old 
place. There's still like uh, nonsense that's mm-hmm. there because mm-hmm. we 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 hired professional movers to lift the heavy, crazy, heavy, heavy stuff. Okay, and uh, we're lifting the other nonsense. And then like this weekend, you said you were gonna help. Uh, yes, bless your heart. Uh, and uh, we got gonna get help from uh, my sister-in-law. We're gonna oh, we're gonna get the stuff over there. By gosh. And then I'm going to do the walk around the house with the landlord, uh, who I am 80% sure is going to try and rip me off in some way. Yeah. Oh, I just absolutely. And it's just that nice feeling of just like, okay, what are you going to try and do? <laughs> are you going to tell me you're going to give me the check in like two weeks? Are you going to tell me, oh, you this little hole in the wall. This, this will be a dollar or some nonsense when, you know, we had feces raining from the ceiling. Yeah. Uh, from like, it was just, just all these things in this house that happened. Mm hmm. Ugh. Yeah. This, if there's anything that he's saying that like, you know, we screwed up or did any damage to this, sure. you know, pit. <laughs> like, there was actually a thing. This is the thing of the movers. Uh, when they moved us to the, because the new place is like infinitely better. You use the company Movers and Shakers. That's right. Uh, but the movers uh, said to my wife uh, that like, wow, this place is great. This is great. I mean, your old place. We didn't want to say anything. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's great to hear. The movers going, we didn't. And that's that's <laughs> the name of the moving company is we didn't want to say anything movers. Okay. But it's just like, yeah, you could tell this place, this place is an asshole. It's like too shitty to even say shithole. Hmm. Yeah, it had some good stuff to it. Uh, it's yeah. like they 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 really refurnished like two rooms. Really, ho- they did a big refurbishment, and the rest of the thing went. Eh. You, mean, you, you mean refurbished? No, furnished. They put a they put a desk in there. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, ah! Uh? Just pointing to the desk. Yeah, don't look at look at that. Else. Look at the desk. Yeah, but there's stuff. <clears throat> there's stuff in that. There's uh, no wall in this room. There's stuff ah, in that building desk. that's just a death trap. Mm. So the reason that we had to move out was because an insurance guy came by. Yeah. and just like it was, it was like if you've ever seen the the original Casper movie, uh, it's uh, Dan Aykroyd uh, okay. trying to bust the ghost and then just running out of the place in terror. Yeah, <laughs> is that what it, that's what the original one is? Yeah, they got a they okay. call a Ghostbuster in, and then he does the hilarious line, "Who are you gonna call? Somebody else." And he runs away, and he's also got a mustache at that point, and it doesn't look good, and it's yeah. just uh, it's not a great start. <laughs> and then uh, Eric, to sell Eric Idle tequila. shows up and really tries to act his way uh, into making this work, and everyone does their best, and some people like the movie. What do you think about them? What do I think about the people who like the movie? Yeah. I hope that they uh, eventually bought uh, Casper's Haunted Christmas, the fourth <laughs> film in the series okay. that I co-wrote. Wow. Yeah. Fourth film in the series? Yep. Hmm. And and so let me say, how many, a... how many films were in the series? Four. That was where they went. I think we've had enough Casper. <laughs> He's been a popular character since okay. the 40s. Yeah. I think we've had enough now. I think that was... <laughs> I think this is this is uh, yeah. this is we're good. Yeah, we're the, done now. One of the executives looked at the looked at it and went a g- 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 ghost. <laughs> that was the end of it. Yep, it was four ghosts. G- 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 oh, it doesn't matter. There are four ghosts. There's him and his uh, three uncles. Are they uncles? Yes, they are uncles. Okay. Now, are you asking? Are they technically his uncles? Yes. We could be here all day. <laughs> That's a, that's a job for our secondary uh, uh, spinoff podcast yeah. sidecast, uh, uh, Casper, completely Casper. Oh, we just went. We took completely Beatles and changed it to completely. Well, I was trying to think of a really... C thing. What would you say for Casper? How about? Um, oh boy, have you met my friend Harvey? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I think oh, of the comic, the Harvey, Harvey comic. Yes. How yeah. uh, about the completionist Casper? Oh, the com- okay. 
Okay. Still complete. I still yeah. play on complete. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The now. Okay. The 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 comics for Harvey. Har. Have you have have you met my friend? Har- um. But the original Casper story. The was cartoons. A the cartoons were were they Terry tunes? I. You know what they they had the uh they had the Harvey logo at the very beginning because they had okay. the Jack in the line. But I I think it was a Terry tunes now that you're saying it because I I sort of remember them hanging out with Heckle and Jekyll in that uh, uh, occasionally. Not so, not like hanging out hanging out, but sometimes they'd, I'd see them like sitting yeah. with him. So that makes sense with like uh, little Aubrey, I think uh, Audrey, Audrey, Audrey. Audrey and uh, <laughs> little Aubrey. and uh, yeah, her, that was her cousin, Big Lady Dynamite. No, that wasn't a character at all. I just made that up. Um, whatever. Uh, no, I'm not sure. Baby Huey, but uh, but Casper was originally a children's book. Oh, before really? Before it became a comic. Before okay. it became a cartoon. Before it became a movie. Mm. Before it became a video game. Mm. Well, it was still acceptable to have storybooks for kids with ghosts and dead children in them. Uh, he was not a dead child. No, he's not. Well, was he, was he born a ghost? If you're going, yes. That if you're going with the Harvey thing, he was. A, he's an imp in the same way that oh, okay. hot stuff is a demon that lives I in the see. woods. I he see. was always a ghost. Yes. Okay. If you're going with the movie, uh, he was a dead child. If you're going I with see. the old cartoons, he was a dead child because he was hanging around graveyards, and then at one point, like he had like a. I think a fox or something, and then the fox dies. This was a common thing in the in the early Casper cartoons. Was uh, I want to make a friend, and he tries to make a friend. Yeah, everyone's scared because he's uh, the uh, the dead uh, made manifest. And then like something like a <laughs> fox would be chased by you know in a fox hunt, and he'd befriend the fox. He'd scare those guys. They'd all have a good time. Then something would happen to the fox. He'd die. Casper would be weeping, and then uh, over over the fox's grave, uh, the fox would show up and like, now we can really be friends because I'm dead too! Hooray! And uh, they'd have a nice time. Wow, that was a pretty standard plot for Casper back there. Was like he the would old be cartoons, old old cartoons. Yes, wow, I don't remember those ones. Mm-hmm. I, those were those were the ones that you groaned when they came up in the cycle of cartoons. They were the play. ones that uh, would be if if your show was hosted by a leprechaun. There was a man wearing tights. Yes, uh, that was the kind of thing that would show up, and then mm. you get like a Pinocchio, but not Disney's Pinocchio. Okay, but the one with Jiminy Cricket who says, "Hey, Pinocchio, <laughs> hey, don't do it, Pinocchio." I remember those yeah, from Sunday mornings. One, yeah. I think he was also the voice of the Tin Woodsman in the uh, wonderful uh, Wizard of Oz, or the Magical World of Oz. That's okay. what it was called. Was hey, Dorothy, vaguely, give me a lozenge. Get the wizard to give me a lozenge. <laughs> yeah. The, yes, because in, in the old days of when we had our, our limited time where you had cartoons shown on television, where we lived, which was in the morning, Frisky Frolics, yeah. in the evening, or the, in the afternoon. Four o'clock. Four o'clock, Funorama. Was it four o'clock or three thirty? I believe it was four o'clock. Okay, and you know you had your Bugs Bunny, obviously, awesome, great, fantastic. Yeah. Be uh, droopy once again. Pretty good, great. You got some Loved Tex it. Avery, maybe you get some random Tex Avery. Get some random ones, the House of the Future, or whatever yeah. Tex Avery ones. And the and the and the butt of the joke for all those, the mother-in-law. <laughs> and the whole joke was. It's, it will murder her, and that will be good, because we hate her. <laughs> well, you know, mother-in-laws. And then uh, then you may get some Tom and Jerry, which is okay. You hope so, but you hope it's not like the later, like, Chuck Jones, Tom oh, and Jerry. Oh, yeah, that was Like, you're terrible. so happy to get a Chuck Jones, Warner Brothers, like, you're, uh, like a Looney yeah, Tunes, yeah. but if you got a Chuck Jones, uh, Tom and Jerry, where they just got the long eyelashes. Yeah, and didn't get the characters very well. No, at didn't all. Didn't understand them. 
Um, then you were kind of like, mm, that's that's okay. You might get a Popeye. I get a Popeye. Those were good. You like the Popeyes, but oh, when you got when you got Casper, your heart, your little child heart sank in your chest. You just yeah. Went, oh, eight minutes of this. And that then means you get like because you were limited. You got maybe like four cartoons. Yeah. In an, in an episode between the commercials. Yeah. Back then, your cartoon time was limited, but you were going to live forever. And now the reverse is true. <laughs> Well, you, can see infinite, you, you can see infinite cartoons now, but uh, you know, tick, 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 go yeah, the life clock. Yeah, yeah. uh, and then occasionally you get Inky the Crow. Do you not remember that? Oh no, Inky. It wasn't Inky. Oh, it wasn't Inky the Crow. Now that I think about it, it was the magpie, and it was like the the kid who was like the uh, the African kid, or maybe he was Indian. I'm not sure. Either way, they don't show him now, but they showed him then. Those are Warner was, Brothers. It, yeah, uh, the Looney Tunes. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. right on the cusp, and it was Chuck Jones as well, because mm-hmm. very much those same same yeah, jokes. Yeah. And the whole thing was like that uh, that uh, magpie would just slowly walk and then just do a little skip. Yeah, because and, and he the boy would be trying to catch him. That'd be correct. Those those were like a this is two cartoons out of all the. Do you think those were two cartoons? Oh, you think there wasn't just two of those cartoons made? I that think there's only like, two two of those cartoons. Really? Made. Yeah, I don't think there's like a ton of those. Okay, well we can look that up if you want. Sure, we sure can. All right, I'm glad. <laughs> if you want to, um, you'd also get sometimes you get like. Uh, it would be surprising to me. You get like a really old Daffy Duck before his personality changed to the sarcastic. Yes, the, uh, just, just the cuckoo bananas. The Daffy cuckoo Duck. bananas, like him with a uh, fighting a caveman who wants to get a duck dinner. Okay, and he's got a dinosaur, and he's yeah. like this casual caveman. There was one, the, the yeah, casual like, caveman. He was just this. Was ca- he wearing a suit jacket, but not a tie? No, no, he had kind of a Fred Flintstone number on. Okay, but he would just talk like a little bit like this, okay. and like that crazy duck and it's like <laughs> this is a probably an impression of somebody that i'm not getting as okay, a kid but okay. i didn't care yeah it's like why does this caveman want a duck what and then there's dinosaurs were, were ducks around wait man wasn't around oh well whatever <laughs> in fact if you uh and you probably don't uh but uh the was not was uh, video for everybody walk the dinosaur yeah uh they use clips from from that cartoon in it oh okay yeah Huh? I don't. I never. Pretty saw that. catchy little song. It was a catchy song. I have uh, walking I, the dinosaur. It's one of three or four bizarrely three or four CDs I have that are in tin cans. Ah. Is the single for Walk the Dinosaur? Okay. Yeah. Batman, the Prince soundtrack I have in a can. Um, yeah, Prince Albert in a can. I, I have uh, Prince Albert in a can. Yes, the, just, ba- just, the band the Prince prank, Albert in a can the, for the prank phone calls. Uh, I have um, the Small Faces album, Ogden's Nut Gone Flake. Okay. Which originally came in a round sleeve, what the record came in a round sleeve, so they put it out in a can, in a round can. And then I have the Pill album, Metal Box, which also came as three 78-size records in a film canister. Mm. I have that in a, in a can. There we go. On CD. Why, why I have those things? Because the problem is I don't really listen to any of those CDs, because they're so hard to get out of the canister. Yeah. It's really hard to open it up. It's amazingly hard. It's like... They didn't want us to hear them. They're like, yeah, maybe. Well, let's put these in here. These CDs will last for <laughs> forever because they'll never be used. Yeah, it's just. And it's then crazy. the future, when like nuclear annihilation has wiped us all out, and yeah, life restarts again. They will find uh, walking the dinosaurs. They'll find that. They'll, they'll find go like, oh, there must have been dinosaurs back then. <laughs> it's be very confusing. This is what we know. Be very confusing. And this one guy was in jail, apparently. Remember hey, that Dad. song? Yeah, he was out hey, of Dad. jail. I'm also, dead. a good little animated uh, thing. Yeah. Yep. That was a good album. I, I will, I'm going to agree with you. <laughs> did they do anything after that or was that uh, I think that, that was, was kind of it for them they did an album before that which I, I've never been uh, called something about tornadoes I, mean, oh, I can't remember what it's called now but it it um, it had a uh, 
song sung by Mel Torme called When Yaz Turned Blue, mm. but sung like in a kind of jazz singer style on that album. And I heard it on the radio and I, on CITR on the college radio station here in town. And I always wanted to get it, but I, I never saw the record anywhere to buy it, which has always disappointed me. I still have never seen it anywhere to buy it. I'm sure it's somewhere online, but you don't need to point that out to me. <laughs> I'm, I've had people, like I went into bookstores and I've mentioned that I'm, I've, wherever I go to a bookstore, I always look for this particular book. Okay. Always. Cause I always hope one day I'll just find it in a bookstore. All right. And I mentioned that to this place in England, this store in England, and the guy said, Oh, I'll look it up for you. So he looked it up and he goes, Well, there's one copy available on, in this, in this database in South Africa, <laughs> but I could order it in for you if you'd oh, like. Oh, wow. I said, well, we're on vacation. We won't be here for much longer. He goes, oh, okay. I said, also, it's always my hope that I'll just walk into a bookstore and it'll just be there. Because, of course, yeah, I could order it. But that feels just like cheating to me because I wanted to stumble on it yeah. in some fluky way. And you would have, except you won't play Sun City. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to play it. No. Because it's too expensive to go there. It's too expensive to go. It's probably not there anymore anyway. Probably not. Uh, but, yeah, I just... One of these days, I mean, I own it. I own the book in a different form, but I always wanted to own. Uh, okay. I want to own the exact book. I have it like an anthology of the of two. Sure. It's Obernois Diaries. Okay. Uh, the first book, I think it's like seventy one to seventy five or something. Like that four turbulent years, it's called. Other, the other one's called four crowd or something crowded years, eight crowded years or something. But, but uh, I have the original of the second book, but I don't have the original of the first diary collection. And so I would just like to stumble upon it one day in a bookstore, just be going inside and go, you know, I'm going to look in their W area and see if there's a what? That would make me very happy. Well, so if you see it in a bookstore, don't tell Dave. He just wants to stumble upon it. But if you if you order it online, yeah, you're not stumbling upon it. You're just searching and then you you order it and then it comes and that's it. But you read it then. I've already read it. Oh, so you know, like it's really it's there's no there's no victory there. I mean, I got you know I could read it again, I suppose. But most likely, I would just put it on, on the shelf with my other Obernois books. Have a little smile. And I'd be like, there it is. But smile, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have that, that moment of victory of like, I found it against all odds here in this small bookstore in Blanc Place, unknown city, not, you know, whatever. And now redacted found, city in redacted state or province. Right, so now I found the DVD for Against All Odds. Mm-hmm. What are the odds I would find this? I think that's probably more commonly now found. Now I found then. the band The Odds. I found their yeah, CD. What yeah. are the odds I would find again, Against All in, Odds if you're in Vancouver, and The Odds? If you're in Vancouver, that's very common, very common find. And uh, there's the film The Odd Couple. The film The Odd Couple? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the original. Okay. That would be a little more tricky to find. Well, it's not the original. The original would be the play. Oh, the Odd well. Couple. Well. What would be... What would it's going to be trouble finding the play. I guess you could find the... Name uh, variations on The Odd Couple. Go. What do you mean name variations on the Odd Couple? There was uh, there was the uh, there's the television series. Yeah. There was then the remake of the television. Oh, series. Oh, I see what you're saying. There the was movie? also the African American version of the television series. Is that called Sanford and Son. No, uh, though it did have one of those actors from oh, it. Oh, okay. You were you were right that oh. it did have uh, you know whatever the, the dummy. It had Red, him Fox? In the, uh, Red Fox. No, no, not uh, Red oh, Fox. No. Didn't call himself dummy. Lamont. Lamont. Oh, sorry, okay, Lamont. And I believe it was. Um, Ron Glass from Barney Miller okay. was the straight lace. I see, I see. Then yeah, Tom Tom Lennon and uh, Matthew uh, Friends, that guy. Uh, they sure. did one of those. Uh, they did a, Matthew Perry. They, they've done a female version. I know that. Okay. Uh, but here's the oddest one. It was the uh, the oddball couple. Okay. okay. So it's the oddball couple. Gotcha. Added this Saturday morning cartoon. Oh great. He's a cat. He's fastidious. Yes. He's a dog. He's a slob. Uh huh. They're living together. Chaos and Comedy gold. Uh, here was the weirdest episode. Okay. 
of it. Yeah. So the slobby dog sure. at one point uh-huh. is uh, either looking after someone's cat or just wants to have a cat and has brought the cat. Does he already live with a cat? Uh, Isn't wait, that kind of odd? Wait, that is oddball. Wait for okay, sorry. it. Sorry, sorry. So the fastidious cat. Uh, okay, so the the dog yeah, brings in the cat, little cat. Looks yeah. like a cat. It's yeah. a cat. Uh, and the and the cat who he lives with yeah. says, "Oh no, I'm allergic to cats." So he's got horrible allergies when he's around cats. Yeah, yeah. Unaware. Sure. Apparently, he's a fucking cat. Mm-hmm. That was pretty oddball. That's an existential nightmare. And I believe the theme song was "They're the Oddball Couple." They're a couple. That's a couple of oddballs. Hmm. Not wow. foul balls. They do actually say that. Like, that's one of the lines. Not foul balls. Yeah. Oddballs. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for clarifying. Song. Yeah. Well, that sounds. Uh, no, it doesn't sound good. Sounds no. It doesn't, it doesn't sound good. At I was going to say it sounded great, but if you say it sounds terrible, yeah. I'll have to agree with you, I guess. Yeah. Because I am that easygoing, but I'll agree with whatever people say to me, which is not true at all. You know, it was also was a was a Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, this is how lazy I am. When I'm la- when I'm feeling lazy because I've uh, done too much work, then I go I default <laughs> to cartoons. That's not lazy. That's just resting. Um. Moby Dick was a cartoon show. Moby Dick was a cartoon show. Yeah, where he would, where he would. What characters were in it? Like with with Starbuck and uh, Captain Ahab. No, and just some kids. Queequod. Some kids, and they help. Uh, and help Ishmael. Solve, literally, they solve mysteries. I believe with a whale. With Moby Dick. With not just a whale, not a whale that looks like Moby Dick. <laughs> Dave, Dave. Yeah. It's actually Moby. It's Dick. It's actually Moby Dick. It's Moby Dick. I don't know if he reformed. <laughs> And then he went to school. Went to school. Or maybe he took correspondence classes. Stopped taking guys' legs. <laughs> uh, but now he's solving crimes with, uh, or you know, environmental crimes for the most. Oh, part. Oh, it's environmental crimes. Okay, I thought it was murder because you know, in Moby Dick, it's pretty famous that Moby Dick is the symbolic of death. Yes. And so, if he's a detective solving deaths, yeah, that would make sense to me. That would be like I would be like I'm on board with this idea. Yeah. The original title was White Dick Death Whale. And then they went like, mm, This is the TV show you're talking about. No, that was the book. Oh, the book. Herman Melville's White Dick Dick Death Okay. Whale. And someone said, have you mm, thought of Moby? And everyone would just hum when they heard it. Like, mm, <laughs> I don't know. And he went like, okay, how about Moby Dick? And they went, why Moby Dick? And he said, I'm a big fan of Moby. Yes. And I heard nothing. All right. I read uh, Porcelain by, Mo- by Moby. His uh, first half of his life, his autobiography. Oh, I know it's weird it? that I read that because I'm not a I don't know his music. Did at you all. stumble upon it? I stumbled upon it and I thought, oh, this might be interesting, and it was kind of kind of fun to read. Uh, he's unbearable. He's yeah. unbearable, but he knows he's unbearable. That's right. that's what's nice about that's it. That's part of the lightness of his being. Yo, I'll say, he's he was a he was a Christian vegan. Okay. Or maybe he's a vegetarian, but he was a self righteous motherfucker. I'm just gonna say that right now, and but then when he became famous, all his like. Self-righteous. It was also straight. He didn't take drugs or drink. Oh, okay. But once he started to become famous, all that went out the window. He became like a womanizer. He threw, his, you know, the Christianity went. But he was a Christian only in the sense that he wanted to lord it over other people. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. I, that's I'd say, you're no Christian. You can't be Get a Christian without the Lord. <laughs> to lord it over other people. Yeah. They, that's not Christianity. Get, it, get out of here. So it that's is about fine. other people though, right? And the Lord? Who what? Christianity is it? You gotta have you gotta have the Lord mm-hmm. for Christianity. Sure, you gotta have other people. Yep, if two or three are gathered in my name. I am there. There you are. Got it. Uh, then uh, and also that was that was on uh, Jesus's Evite. I don't know what that. Is. Oh, Evite. Yep. Sorry, the thought, Evite from the Mount. It sounds like you're saying Evite. Yeah, that's a, when that's when you invite them over for loaves and fishes. 
<laughs> that was with Levi, the Ebite. Who yes. Came to, yeah, he was from the, the town of, the, the country of Ebai? E- yes. Anyway, uh, yeah, so he just became this uh, unbearable person. Oh, by the way, here's a siren. So when you hear this, siren, take your water, turn it into wine, and take a drink. There's a... Wow. We'll take a drink, everyone. Let's see what we got here. And it's... What was it? Was it a police car? It was very small. Yeah, it was, I think it was a police car. But it was went way on the other side of the street. Sure. Very taking a lot of chances there. In the book, he's uh, you know he had made, he was a he was a a dance guy, right? He was a, like he did he worked the underground scene in, in New York City. Okay. He As in there. like he would uh, dance music. He wasn't like a song and dance man. He was not a song and dance man. He would play. He was he a DJ. He would put on the jazz gloves. He was a DJ. And just shake yeah. his fingers yeah. and like you know. And he played. Who wants to see a number? Tunes. He played yeah. tunes for people and. And everyone like you know went woo and jumped and jumped around and stuff like that. Sure, and especially when he went jump around, jump around. That's different. Then they definitely would. Yeah, and then uh, you know became more and more popular. And then he decided he was going to do an uh, an album of like kind of thrash punk music hmm. called Animal Rights, and uh, which was completely opposite of what he'd been doing up to that point. And there's a scene in the uh, in, in the book where Nancy Jeffries, who was his his contact at Electra, who he's signed to, comes to this playback of the album. And it just describes her sitting there and calmly listening to him destroy his career. <laughs> you know, and kind of trying to like hint like, are you sure that you want to do this? Yeah, they're doing the hmm. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> just like Herman Melville yeah. that gave Moby his name. Yeah. He That's why he knows this story. That's why Yeah, it's yeah. He's getting this hmm. <laughs> but what was interesting to me was Nancy Jeffries was a singer in this great uh, New York 60s band called the Insect Trust. Uh, they did a couple of albums. And so it was just fun to read about her later in her life, like because that would have been the late 60s, and this is in the, the mid-90s, where she's trying to deal with this goofball idiot who thinks he's, you know, <laughs> thinks he can do whatever he wants because he's had a couple of hits. I can do whatever I want. I can put out an album that's completely opposite of what everyone knows me for. <laughs> Not smart. The... Uh... We, how I got my job working on the Simpsons comics like a long, long time ago is I went to the Alternative Press Expo with, uh, you know, which I also went to with you. We went went to the very first one. We went to the first one together. You went to the second one. I went to the second one together. I'm not sure sure which of the ones it was, but I ended up in a jam comic with uh, the Hernandez brothers and Dan Klaus and Richard Sala and Moby. Yeah. And I saw that the uh, a little while back and was like, well, Moby drew something in this. That's weird. Yeah. So apparently he was floating around. Strange. Uh, was he really... bald then? I don't know. Yes. He was back yeah. then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's an early early adopt he's an early adopter of losing your hair. Okay. And uh it's interesting. He doesn't really talk about comics in, in the book, but he just mentioned reading a lot of science fiction. He liked to read science fiction a lot. And uh that was this kind of nerd out thing. He would just go and read science fiction. At the end of the sto- end of the book, where we, where he's just put out that incredibly successful album that had like using like gospel music and reworking it into dance tracks, mm-hmm. uh, and then he becomes completely intolerable as a human being. <laughs> That's where the book ends. So I'm curious. He's putting out a second half, and I'm so I'm curious to to read that. Okay. So I, I didn't enjoy the first the first book, even though he's a he's a jerk through. Like he didn't even go to his mom's funeral, which might be like a avoidance. Yeah, that like, might be. You know, like, yeah. But you know who doesn't care about that, Mom? She probably did not care at that moment. No. But uh, yeah. yeah, if anyone f- doesn't want to go to my funeral, I'm fine with that. That's cool. Don't make anyone guilt you out and go like, "He would have wanted you there." No, I, I don't care. I'm fine. I want you at my funeral. 
I, I am guilting you out. All right. How many jokes do I have to make? <laughs> like three? You don't have to make any jokes. Uh, no jokes? That's no, no need. Right. I mean, naturally. Sure. Natu- you don't, you don't, naturally, I'm going to make some jokes. You're not obliged to make them, obligated okay. to make them, but... I, you know, I expect you to make, to have some fun on my, my behalf right. or, or at my, at my expense as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you should have a funeral without someone joking at it. Agreed. I just think it's too, too much. It's too sad not to, to laugh about it. Yeah. That's true. I will, I'll agree with that. When things get really sad, it's time to time joke. To, I mean, this is my, it's my natural, it's, just, it's, it's my natural reaction yeah, anyway. Right. So that's how I, that's how I stuff all my emotions down to the bottom. It's by making jokes. Yeah, there was quite a few jokes at my dad's uh, wake after. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. My uh, though, though, yeah. The guy we had talk. Uh, we said, "Don't put religion into it," and he uh, he tried to slip a little in at the end. Mm. It's like, don't be that. <laughs> don't be that. Yeah, he told a big long story, and it, and the and the moral of the story could have been one of two things. Kay. One, it could have been uh, accept Christ, and he will lead you. Uh, good places. Yep. Or two, uh, oral hygiene is important. Oh. And uh, seriously, yeah. Both of those would have been valid interpretations <laughs> of, of what of what he said. Sure. Yeah. I don't remember that part of it. I don't know, but I brush my teeth more since. I'm like I'm going to take it that way. I remember we had a nice long talk after the service. Yes. At your mom's place. Yes. And that was nice. It's nice to have a nice. Let's have a breather. Yeah. Let's relax. That was good. Yeah. I I joked a little bit at that. I remember there was one. Th- friend friend of hers who said there's something that she she did she like i i said something and then she criticized what i said somehow yeah like i don't know what it was it was a little like you know it's like oh ian yeah yeah and i, and I went like in a joking way i hope she took it as a joking way give me a break my dad just died <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you had it in your you and had it in we, your belt we, you got to use that album that's right when am i gonna when am i gonna have a chance to yeah, do that again yeah i know i've got a i guess i got a stepdad i could wait i could wait that one out and then like throw that one out but it wouldn't have the same impact. no it would have the same impact no no so it'd feel like you're re retreading the same old material well i don't know if people would don't still remember it it's an old bit <laughs> you know it's been like 17 years sure sure i think i can like crack it out again if it comes down to it right Who, who's going to remember that bit it's been that long yeah yeah right. it's been wow, that long wow. yeah that's the thing about time is it keeps going in the future it keeps and it makes forward. the past longer yeah yeah it does. sure but that's okay are you telling me that time keeps on ticking 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 into the future no i would say slipping oh is it slipping into yeah. the future yeah. fuck me you know what me and lyrics we never met on a on a an, i never met a lyric that i liked and or heard and or listened to Okay. Uh, What's wrong? Uh, my my wife just said that uh, we need more toilet paper at the house. I'm not going to have to tell her where a roll is. Oh, okay, sure. So uh, please, I'll, please, I'll vamp please vamp a little that. bit. Um, so it's it, as you probably are aware of it. Halloween is coming up. So what I've been doing this month is watching uh, some scary movies because I want to. Uh, I like I enjoy horror films. And this is the perfect time of the year to roll out some horror films. All right. So, so what would be like a, what would be one that you've been enjoying? One that I enjoyed uh, would be, I mean, I've enjoyed most of them. Let's see. Well, I'll choose one that was a Canadian production. Oh, could I, I, I bet I can guess. Oh. I, I, can, I can guess it in one word. Okay. Is it a one word? It is one word. Pontypool. Ah, uh, no, it's not. I okay. mean, that's a very good film, but I've already seen it. Uh, Cube. I haven't seen Cuba. Is that a horror movie? Yeah, I should watch that one. Yeah, it's good. Uh, no, it was a. It was on. Um, it was on the uh, movie thingy in their in their you know in their on demand. Rabbit. No, 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 no. Okay. Not. Uh, no, this is a new one. It's called Pie Whacket or something like that. Pie Whacket. And it's a. It's a pretty. It's kind of a silly movie. 
It's about a, a teenage girl, kind of a gothy teenage girl. Okay. Who's her and her friends are into the occult. Mm. And she goes, As they are. And her and her dad has died, and she's mad at her mom, mm-hmm. who's going through some changes. How old is she? She's in high school. Right age for a horror movie. And no one ever tells you, by the way, when you're leaving elementary school and you're going yep. to high school. Yep. Hey, watch out. Mm-hmm. This is when the the the, the shit hits the fan. Yeah, supernatural stuff happens. Okay, you might be chased by uh, monsters in your dreams. Yep, or through the woods okay. and you go camping. Sure, uh, you're not going to get like this is no. This, when they might bo- be they might be calling you in, from inside your own house. That's right. Yeah, uh, your body's going through changes and things will try to murder you. Yeah, so or your body just starts changing and you become a vampire. Yeah, or a you werewolf. might be you might be a teen wolf. Yeah, you that's just, true. You know, you, there's lots of things that are happening to you at right. that age. You're but right. it's very dangerous right. time. Maybe please continue. But this this girl maybe didn't get this message that's commonly told during that because parents feel uncomfortable having that conversation well yeah it, it's really hard and i mean school it should be up to schools as well you know when they do their sex ed classes they should be pa- passing on this information and a lot of schools don't right and i blame that on religion oh okay so this girl she uh, decides that she's mad at her mom and she wants her to die oh that's a bit uh ooh, we've really taken and a so leap. she decides that she's going to call up a witch to kill her mom this is a long it's a very, way around. It's a very elaborate. Why not yeah. poison? You think by the time that you got together all the ingredients for this the thing you need, that you're already over your little 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 yeah, tizzy. Yeah, but just poison mom. But how even, hard is it to poison mom? Well, it's easier if you use an agent that's not you. Then you don't feel Set as the guilty. Set the house on fire. How hard is it to kill your mom? <laughs> when you say that, um, I mean summoning a, summoning a witch. Yeah, well, that's what she does. So she goes out to the woods. Okay. Goes through some sort of elaborate ritual. All right. And then uh, she summons a witch, who we don't really see in the film much of, which okay. is good to me. I I, I don't this like when they show you. This is not the movie The Witch. No, it's not the movie The Witch, which I still have not seen. I keep wanting to watch it, but... Uh, yeah, you go like, uh, I'd like to watch a movie. Witch. Yes. Witch. <laughs> Tell me. Witch. Ah, <laughs> oh, forget it. All right, what are we going to see? Saw. Yeah. What? Saw. I, did you see Saw? Ah, oh, forget it. We're not going to see any movie. Yeah, I would like to see The Witch. Um, well, one, one problem for me watching horror movies well, is... Well, it is the season of The Witch. It is season of The Witch. And Lisa, but Lisa does not like horror films. Despite yeah, the fact that her, that her birthday is on, on Halloween. That might be why. <laughs> Maybe so. Uh, so she does not enjoy horror films at all, and uh, whereas I really enjoy them. And uh, so it's hard to watch them, though, because I can't watch them with her, which I would prefer to watch films with her, like for us to enjoy them together. But she does not enjoy the horror, so... So I've not seen The Witch yet. Is this because I have to find the time? And I keep forgetting about it, actually. I remember at the wrong time. Like, oh, i got to watch The Witch <laughs> when I'm driving home or something, right? Okay. Uh, <laughs> so this, so uh, I don't know if I, I don't want to say too much about this movie because someone might want to see it. So, But she goes witch summoning. She summons a witch. I've got to assume that uh, something happens in the woods. Scary things start happening around her house because she does it in the woods behind her house. And uh, you get some some scary scary things. I mean, it's not a it's not a crazily Would scary. Would you say movie. she's justified in wanting to kill her mom? No, was her mom doing bad things? It's dumb, it's dumb. No, her mom's her mom's her husband has died. Her mom's just going through some stuff. Right. She maybe has some harsh words for her daughter every once in a while, but you know. Right. Kids a teen going through some teen angst, and right. you know she's dealing with her dad's death as well. Okay. You know, so I mean, it's unfair what her mom says, but it's not. You know, I don't think it's murder spree. And you don't you. have to tell me where this goes, but I'm going to tell you my guess. Sure. My guess is yep. this. Okay. Mom was a witch, and mom killed dad. And we find that out later on when she's like, oh, no. And then, so the witches were always on mom's side because she was part of their coven. The witches always liked her best. Yep. Uh, well, that's not true. What's not true? The witches always liked her best. Okay. No, I don't want to say yes no, or no to you. Don't spoil it. But that's where I would go. Okay. That's an interesting idea. 
But it doesn't go that way, but that's fine. Right. Oh, I gave it away. No, you don't have to. Anyhow, it's 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 fun. I mean, it's it's a low budget Canadian film, probably made, you know, for money we from do the good low budget films yeah. for when it comes to horror movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, even like a Ginger Snaps. Yeah, pretty that's, good. That's a good movie too. Yeah, even though the sequels get very weird, and the prequel <laughs> one's a prequel that's like set way in the past. Okay, it's weird. Yeah, it's not, like uh, what are you thinking? Films. Uh, our sequels forget our sequels whenever you see a sequel like cube 2 cube 3 hypercube or whatever don't see them uh just watch the first one go that's great moving on i think there might be a ponty pool too don't watch it there's no ponty pool too they okay. discuss it in the uh commentary track for oh, the film good, good good but it sounds like it would be actually kind of awesome <laughs> okay it does because they're like talking about how like because words are contagious in yeah. ponty pool and so in this new world some words have disappeared mm. and the and what's ever associated with them is gone too. So, like the word "dog" is gone from the language. Mm-hmm. So, like dogs are gone from human ah. society, like completely disappeared. Like it. Yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting idea. And then it talks about how like people are inside like these camps and stuff like that because they're you know trying to contain the. Uh... Yeah, it sounded quite interesting. They talk quite a bit. I mean, they talk about that. They talk about their plans for sequels more than they talk about the film that they're commenting on, actually, which is fine. It's fine. You don't need to talk about the film that much. It's not that much. It's not really a hugely technical film. It's more. An idea, you know, an idea film with a great idea and a really great set and set, you know, set, set of uh, circumstances and how they do it all. It's quite well done. It suggests so much, you know. Another film that I watched was uh, the Mario Bava film, Bay of Blood. Bay of Blood. Also known as Twitch of the Death Nerve. Okay. So is this about people shopping at the Bay in Canada? No, it's not. It's also a Canadian movie. It's not about the Bay. It is. It has a bay. It has a, a body of water okay, in the film. It's definitely a bay. It's not full of blood. It's not an it's, inlet. It's not. It could be an inlet. I don't know. But it's called Bay of Blood. Okay. Uh, the Italian name is... Uh, Peninsula of Plasma. <laughs> the, the, so that would be like uh, a little... Uh, the, uh, that's a sequel. The uh, Italian name is Catena Reazione, ah. which is chain reaction. Which is actually kind of a more accurate view of the film. But there's already films called that. Which is a series of murders. It's basically what the film is. Ah. It's a series of grisly murders. Ah. Grizzlier and grizzlier. Grizzlier and grizzlier. Yeah. Oh, it's so kind it's of a early, grizzly bear that does it's this. It's kind of an early on uh, movie doing what like Friday the 13th would, would do later okay. on. With you know, kind of gore, gore effects with, with murder. But the movie's more about a bunch of greedy people who all want something. And they're all trying to get it over on each other. And there's a lot of... You know, tit for tat, and and basically, it's just uh, it's good, it's fun. It's Mario Bava, Mario Bava, who's a very good director and a lot of fun. Uh, and then I watched, what else did I watch? What else did I watch? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not sure. I, you know, while you remember, oh, I watched okay. The Fury. Oh, I haven't seen that. The Brian De Palma film. Okay. Which I'm going to tell you right now. Well, it, it's it's schlock, but you know what? All you're saying for, it's a bunch of Sound of Fury signifying nothing. Oh, oh yes, all. All horror films are kind of schlocky. I mean, that's sort of the nature of the nature of the. Could the, be, yeah, yeah, all right. But this film is out and out schlock. This is like complete nonsense. But it's it's funny because you know if it was directed by anyone else, it would just be like, eh, you'd be like, if you watch it, it'd be like, okay, I see. But it's directed by Brian De Palma. Sure. So it's a very stylishly made film. Yeah. And then it has it has really good actors in it. It has uh, Kirk Douglas. Very good actor. John Cassavetes. Also good actor. It's got Amy Irving uh, in it. Sure. Fresh from Carrie, I imagine. Yeah. Which Brian De Palma also directed, so. Very good. Picture it's for that. Very stylish movie. It's got uh, a good, and it's got some good, you know, like character actors and stuff in it. It's got um, that actress with the funny name. Oh. Uh, who is married to uh, Neil Young. Uh, fl- uh, f- 
a Flossie McFluffernutter. Flossie McFluffernutter. Yeah, the funny named actress. Carrie Snodgrass is the name I was thinking of. Okay. Uh, and Charles Durning. So, like, you know, kind of actors who, sure. who are good actors and good character actors and stuff like that. And then, but the film is this, it's really a weird movie. It has, it's kind of in two parts. There's like this kind of straight spy part to it. And then it takes this weird twist in a psychic world. And, you know, it's kind of odd. But it's, a, it's a, it, you know, like I say, it's, it's directed by. Is it just chaos by the end? No, it, it's really. It ends with a. It ends like spectacularly. Oh, good, good. Okay. In a spectacular but way. That's the important thing with a horror movie. You got to stick the landing on and, the ending. And what's nice about it too is it ends in a kind of a questioning way. Like, like is this good or bad? Like you like what happens. Mm-hmm. What happens is well earned, but at the same time, is this good? Uh-huh. That this happened, uh-huh. which I like. I like that it ended that way. I like when movies end with kind of a huh. Should that have well, been? Well, here's a... I, I don't watch a lot of horror movies. Sure don't. So uh, I'm limited in my discussion with you, but I okay. I want to ask you a little something, and maybe you know the answer to this, and maybe maybe you don't. Okay. And maybe we'll throw it out to our audience. Maybe they'll 42. understand. Okay. That's the percent of people out there that are interested in this conversation? <laughs> okay. Very good. Um, my question is, yeah. there's a new Halloween movie out. Set box I've, office records. Two people have... I know two people who have seen it. I have not seen it myself. Two people have seen it. You don't need to see it. It's okay. I'm going to see it. Well, good. Maybe you'll answer my questions then. Sure. So, this is a sequel to Halloween. The original Halloween. The original Halloween. With it, Jamie Lee Curtis. It wipes out some of the, some of the well, middle... Well, this is my yeah. question. What the fuck? Because I've seen... Uh, I saw a movie called Halloween H2O. It was the 20-year anniversary, I believe, of Halloween. It takes I place think. in a submarine. Was it? Oh, there, uh, Aqua, Aqua, Michael Myers. Uh, but yeah, and uh, so, yeah. so, so we we we've done this. Like we've done this movie. We've done this. It's years yes, later. It's remade by Rob and, Zombie. And well, not even that. Like, wait, the H two O wasn't the Rob Zombie no, was. No. Then it got remade again. There's Halloween two. There's Halloween three. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, wait a second. Season of the Witch, whatever. It's okay, called. that's Season right. Which is unrelated to the Michael Myers it's situation. Related, yeah. There was Halloween four. I remember there's that because I used to work in a, uh, a video store and we yeah. sold that. And then it got all dumb. Okay. Uh, he His mask, I believe, also shows up in Friday the 13th, the one where they – actually is one of my favorite starts to a Friday the 13th movie, even okay. though I'm not a big Friday the 13th fan. Yeah. The one where uh, where uh, there's a woman and she's sh- uh, showering. and then, Sounds good you know, already. Yeah, and then uh, – uh, Jason's there and chases her through the woods, and he's about to kill her, and she jumps over his head, and then uh, all the army guys stand up and they just shoot the shit out of him. They just shoot the shit out of him because, okay. like, well, he's a murderer, yeah, and we know he's in the here, so let's just kill him. And then someone uh, uh, shoots an uh, intergalactic, intergalactic, uh, an ICBM <laughs> inter. What? Not really. Bu- yes, this a, is the a nuclear code. weapon is fired at him. Uh, yeah, it's fi- a missile's fired at him and it blows him up. Until he's just goo. Okay. And uh, there you go. And that's how the movie starts. I'm going to get back to Halloween. But that's how this Friday the 13th starts. And yeah. the idea behind it is uh, his heart uh, still uh, is bumping. Oh, okay. And uh, his heart enters people and possesses them. Oh, that one. And, yeah. uh, and then along the way, you see that there's the Necronomicon is there. I believe there's Michael Myers' mask is somewhere around. Okay. okay. And uh, spoilers, the movie ends with Freddy Krueger dragging him to hell. Is that number nine then? Number nine? Number, Number nine. nine? I'm not sure. Number nine. Um, but yeah, I remember seeing like, uh, we've seen Lori and Michael meet again. Uh, she beats him. And what I liked about it was uh, that, you know, when you had that final scene where he's lying and he's dead, and everyone's like, well, he's dead. This yeah. finally is done. And <laughs> we're all good that he's dead. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, that's right. And uh, I think she like 
she 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 then goes into the ambulance where he is and like takes it over and makes sure she you know, takes him out and then just chops his head off and is like motherfucker you're dead i'm not i'm not oh i guess he's fine no no dead he's dead <laughs> so he's dead and he's yeah. dead yeah. and it was like good and that was how that movie ended it was like dead 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 he's fine uh but a couple of years later yeah. Uh, there's the there's the movie, and uh, my my a friend of mine is in it. Yeah. And he's like the first person killed by Michael Myers. Oh, really? And then Laurie's in it, and she gets killed by Michael Myers. Mm. And it's like, well, fuck that. That's bullshit. Yeah. She shouldn't be killed by Michael Myers. No. That you don't you didn't get the point of any of this. Well, that's the end of that. Then it's like I think people just went, eh, fuck it. And then yeah, it got remade by Rob Rob Zombie. That is like a that is like a reboot. Like it's like a fresh start film. It's not part of the yeah. The new the remake is a reboot. But was was there a Laurie character in the in the redo with Rob Zombie? I assume so. Okay, I've not seen that one. So there you go. So that's all that. And then okay, now we're on a new Michael Myers situation. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it's like, hey, you remember Halloween? Yeah. Of course I remember Halloween. There's all those movies. Yeah. Well, uh, guess what's happening? She's meet Laurie's Laurie's gonna meet Michael again. Like, no, she won't, because they did it and then he killed her. And then they it was so bad that they remade it, and so we're not doing that. Nope, we're doing it. Yeah. Do people not remember that that happened? Nope, it's just all done again and you're not it's all gone? Well, it yeah. doesn't, doesn't, what? It doesn't matter, does it? Well, Okay, it might not matter, but it happened, and what's the fuck? It didn't happen. It's a movie. I know, but it didn't it, actually happen. But so you, you can just write it, another it was movie. Not, it was in our lifetimes. So? You're not redoing it with a new actor. <laughs> she was there. Yeah. She cashed the check. Sure. She remembers being in these movies. Sure. What does it like, matter? Yeah, it's, uh, it's fine. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna do it again. They're just redoing We're it. just doing it again. That's yeah. how it's going. Did, what, can you think of another movie where they did that? Where it's like they had a main character. There's a big character. It's like imagine. Here's the thing: if you were watching Star Trek, okay, and you have the uh, the 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 movie where so where he's ki- Kirk is killed, yeah, and he's ah killed, and it was fun. And then the next movie, he's standing around like, yeah, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm around, and they don't say nothing. Mm. And it's like, well, what's going to happen now? Now we're going to maybe meet Khan. But you've already met Khan. Well, I wonder what Khan's up to. Wait, you don't remember <laughs> that you were in Wrath of Khan? And Khan's alive now? Yeah. And you were dead a second ago? And no one cares? I don't know. If someone has a good story to tell, I, That's I, have, fine. I have no problem But find a them. twist on it, brother. That's weird that you've just like, you're yeah. redoing it again. Like, there's so many redos that yeah. you're redoing it with the same person. But I guess everyone loves it because it was a big hit movie. Even though yeah. the last one was like, eh, we don't really super care. Yeah. But what if we bring it back? Oh, yeah, I like that. But you didn't like it before. You liked it so little that they had to re- redo the movie. This film, this, the new film is quite gory. The new Halloween? The new Halloween is quite gory. You, have you, you haven't seen I'm it? I'm just saying this from people uh, talking to. The, All right. Was uh, the, saw the original was not gory. Eve saw it. And she said it was quite gory. The original one is not that gory, no. And the original one, I think nine people get killed. The new one, I think it's double that amount or something. Okay. But apparently the, it has very good set pieces, some very fun sequences in it. And, uh, yeah, it's... Uh... They did a fun thing on uh, Honest Trailers. And, again, I'm sort of almost telling someone else's joke, but it was something that I always thought, too, where uh, they have all the scenes in Halloween where someone sees Michael yeah. and then, like, turns away and then looks back and, like, is gone. Mm. But it's like, like, there's not enough room for him to have left. Yeah. So he must just be... Whoosh! Like, just running like a little bat out of hell. Yeah, and like, yeah. Oh, it'd be so cute to see him just, like, really scampering. <laughs> scampering around. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I yeah, 
So know, how I is feel about, I feel kind of whatever about? All right, this stuff. well here's because I haven't watched like a lot of these. I don't. Um, I don't. I haven't apparently bought into the Halloween universe the way you. Okay, have. but in okay, so is there any difference? Or I just think the whole idea of a Halloween universe is kind of dumb. Halloweeniverse is what they so call just it. Just do whatever you the want. The Weeniverse. The Weeniverse. Do whatever you want with the Weeniverse. Okay, but like, is there? If a, we're going to call it the Weeniverse. Seriously, do whatever you want. Is with there it. a difference? Yep. Um, like I understand the difference between Jason and Freddy. Freddy goes in your dreams. Yeah. Jason's just incredibly strong and can't be killed except at the end of a movie when we're all tired of him. Yeah. Uh, and he can. He's super strong, and that's it. Uh, Michael Myers is he the same deal as Jason? Like it's like he's just shows up and wants to kill people. Jason's both of them. Jason's a bit different though, isn't he? Because, What's the difference between the two? Well, besides the I ugly, mean, okay. Well, they both mask Here's it up. Here's the thing: the first film, there's no Jason. That's true. It's the mother. Right. Spoilers. It's the mother who is killing the kids of the camp. Right. And you got a little Jason at the end. In the second movie. Tiny bit of Jason at the end. Jason is like a slapstick character. He's constantly getting beat up, hit with stuff, bopped around, falls, falling on his head. Is he killing people while he's doing this? He he tries. Does he He, succeed? Yeah, he kills a few, but also they, they, they get their ends in too. Okay. It's not, I think, until the third film that he starts to take on like a supernatural element to him where he's sort of this, right. this, you know, kind of force of nature or whatever he is. The idea of Michael Myers is, is not that he's supernatural, not that he's, is that he's just super murderous. Right. And kind of unstoppable. But if I like shoot Michael Myers three times in the chest. Yeah. That's not stopping Michael Myers. He's coming at me still, right? Because of his size. But I don't think because he's immortal. Okay. Like, he can be killed. This is what it felt like when I was watching... It's just hard to take him down, because he's built... Obviously, he's a big guy. By the time we got to Halloween H2O, yeah. Laurie's getting that, like, I got to cut this guy's head off, because there's no two ways mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. He can look dead. He yeah, can, yeah. There's no heartbeat. Once he's going to be coming back to life in a few seconds. Sure. This is how it goes. So yeah. there's something else going on. Yeah. And also, like I say, you look at the guy, look away, he scampers off, he's kind of magical. Sure. But I think, you know, of, of those movies, I don't think there's too many of those films that you're going to be like, oh, it's too bad that, that it's not part of the continuity anymore, if that's important to you. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care about all this stuff. I just want to see a, a Halloween movie. Has Jason always been Jason? Has, has, has that been a straight shot, or have they rebooted that business at any point? How do you point? mean? Well, again, with the Michael Myers thing, they keep rebooting. Like, they had, like, a, re, a reboot with the Rob Zombie. They, they're they redoing uh, Halloween H2O. So, yeah. clearly, there's, like, reboot, reboot, reboot. Yeah. Has Jason just been Jason, with the exception of Jason X? Uh, but even that, Jason was part of it. Uh, that's... Uh, and that was in the future, so it still can exist. Uh, has it all been like one continuity? I think it has. I think Jason's just been Jason through the whole deal. Well, I don't. The movies like they read. They redid a Nightmare on Elm Street. That's mm-hmm. a redo. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think they've redone. Uh, Friday oh, I see what you're saying. No, they've never done a remake. Oh no, no. Well, kind of, because the series was sold to New Line at some point. That's when the movies went way downhill. Okay, is that like a Jason Takes Manhattan situation? Yeah, but that's that still stuff. linear. That still goes with, you know, all this stuff is happening. He's killed all these people. There's not a new Jason in town. What about when he's in space? Well, like I was saying, that's Jason X. That takes place in the future. Okay. So that's still, that's still, th- which was, what What are you doing with that, by the way? Like, I understand <laughs> we took Leprechaun to space. Yeah. We're taking Jason to space. Everyone yeah. goes to space. Oh, they took Hell, Hellraiser to space. Okay. Uh, so that was a grand yeah, success. Yeah, but, but what they, but I, I believe the plot there of Jason X was uh, Jason's Frozen. Uh, which good, which is good because that means he won't be killing anyone in our time. Excellent. Yeah. And they unfreeze him in the future somehow, and he starts killing everybody in the space. Yeah. But then he uh he goes and he is uh 
there's a there's a machine that heals you if you've got injuries okay and super heals him so now he's like super jason he's incredibly powerful okay and it's like well you don't need that he was already infinitely powerful yeah he get nothing can kill him he can kill anything what do you mean you're upgrading him that means nothing <laughs> yeah that means nothing what could work is and maybe they did do this and i haven't seen this part is they make a clone of him and that that thing is like even worse than Jason, and now we got to have Jason beat this thing. Now we got something going on. But uh, I think it was just Jason gets an upgrade. And yeah. Who cares then? What's that mean? That means nothing. Well, those films. It's like uh, it's it's Dracula. What happened? He got bitten by another vampire. Now he's twice the vampire. Well, who cares? That means nothing at all. Yeah. Now he's got four sets yeah. of fangs. There's one or two good Friday the Thirteenth, but the first one's very dull. It's very slow and dull. I didn't have very much money. So a lot of scenes of people Which walking. Which is the good one? The good one with Kevin Bacon? The, the one that was in 3D? The one with Crispin mm. Glover? Remember he gets the arrow through his chest? Yeah. yeah that's kind of, that's uh, a good effect. Yeah. But here's the thing to look for with the Jason films. If it has special effects by Tom Savini, watch it. All right. That's that's the rule of thumb to the Friday the 13th films. Yeah, and that's a thumb coming in your eye. <laughs> it's a thumb much. coming in your eye. Now, now, now David. Another, can I just say one more thing oh, before we go? David, move on? you can say whatever we you had want. Because we, qu- we had a question from a listener. And they oh, said, they well, said, I said there was times for questions later for him. Okay, go ahead. They said, uh, they're asking for like recommendations of, of Halloween movies okay. that were scary, but not too scary, not terrifying, okay. and not too gorifying. Okay. Would you uh, say Pontypool is one of those? Yeah, Pontypool I think would be... Definitely than that. Right. I don't think it's a terrifying film, but it's hard for me to say because I don't. I don't get really get scared at any horror films. Okay, like they don't really scare me because I I just enjoy enjoy them. Okay, I don't really get. I mean, I get nervous, but I don't like. I'm not running out of the room or putting pillows over my face and stuff like that. Um, but I just watched a movie called Happy Death Day. Ah, very good. Which is from the Blumhouse um, people who've done The Conjuring and The Conjuring Two and The Nun. And Annabelle, Annabelle creation. I mean, Annabelle, they make the same Annabelle movie. Too. They make the same movie three or four times. Yeah. Uh, but this film is called Happy Death Day, and it's kind of a takeoff on Groundhog Day, with a girl who's murdered on her birthday at she's going to college, and she's murdered on her birthday, and she keeps waking up that day. And uh, it's kind of fun. It's a kind of fun sort of has a sort of mystery element too, where she's trying to figure out who's killing her, and it has the fun element of her trying to avoid getting killed. She doesn't do very well, and uh, and then also. It twist, has a twist on Groundhog's Day, though, where the killings are having a physical effect on her. And so she can't do this infinitely. So she has a time limit. Right. Because she's, you know, feeling weaker and weaker from all the various ways that she's, she's getting offed and waking up again. And it's a, it's a fun film. I recommend it. And it's not, it's not terrifying. It's not super gory. You know, it has a few scary scenes in it, but it's not, not, like I say, not terrifying. It's more, it's more, it's more of a kind of a romantic horror comedy. Okay, but I I quite enjoyed it. I will uh, I will always throw in uh, Evil Dead too for. Uh, I think that film would be terrifying for someone who's not a horror fan. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I was. And it's I also was... too gory. It's a very gory film. Yeah, it's very gory. That's a good point. That's a very gory. Okay, film. Uh, Ginger Snaps then. Um, <laughs> there's there's a lot of there's a lot of gore off the top in uh, Cube as well. Uh, but if you could take that, take the first uh, five minutes, hey, you're gonna be all right. Um, here. Uh, when I saw when I saw that film, no, I didn't see it, but when I saw the trailer, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, it's Groundhog Day, but it actually made me think, oh, this is this is kind of an interesting idea that it's the psycho killer, you know, you're you know, you're Michael Myers type, sure, okay, yeah, uh, but the victim is the same person over and over and over again. That's interesting to yeah. me. That you get the yeah. same person, the victim, and it's not the same murder every time. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's like it's a different, you know, you get that same uh, thing, but like with a person getting sharper and smarter, but also weaker. It's it's a good yeah. idea. Yeah, I mean, I thought. I thought at the time 
at first when I saw it, I didn't realize it was the wake up situation. I thought, oh, this is an interesting idea for a movie. It's like because you always have the Jason and the Jason uh, type or Michael Myers or whoever it is. Uh, this has uh, got the psycho and he keeps killing a variety of different people. Yeah. But what if he was just killing the same person over and over again? And that person also had this thing where they would just like come back to life, you know, over and over again. Like, but in the, not waking up, but in the reality of this, and it's like, oh, they'd just be so fed up of this nonsense. <laughs> and, but yeah, you could do an interesting thing with that if you had an actor that was fun to kill over yeah. and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like they, that's generally what they did with this. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Apparently they're doing an, another one. So I don't know if, I don't know if they'll get any better. Usually it's diminishing returns with these sort of things, mm-hmm. but you never know. Yeah. I mean, that's let's face what... it. The Conjuring 2 is no The Conjuring. Oh, there you go. Right? And Annabelle 2. Come on. It is, Annabelle Creation is no Animal, actually, Animal Creation, uh, I'll be, uh, colon, hello, Dolly. Let me just say, <laughs> actually, Annabelle Creation is better than Annabelle. Oh, okay. The film Annabelle is pretty a pretty lame movie. Now these are all in the same universe. The same universe. Okay. Do, the Conjurer universe. Yeah. The Conjurer Conjurer. Right. So they've uh, they've actually done what uh, Universal wanted to do. Yes, that's right. <laughs> but here's how they did it. Real stories. They made good movies. Yeah. Because well, the Conjuring many, is a good movie. Okay, but here, here's uh, here's my question about this. So uh, Ed and Lorraine. So yeah, that's the thing. So they're real people. Uh, so somewhat. So they've got the Annabelle doll in their, uh, you know, museum of horror. Mm-hmm. And when you see it, you go, "It's Raggedy Ann." You're like, "I guess Annabelle." Who calls Raggedy Ann Annabelle? Maybe that's the problem. Just call her Raggedy Ann. By the way, Raggedy Ann, a much scarier horror name than Annabelle. Who's coming to get you? They call her Raggedy Ann. Oh my God! Oh geez, and you finally beat Raggedy Ann, and it might, then it's like who's? It might who, be Annabelle for the film, and not necessarily for the. Uh... No, no, I know. Okay, yeah. okay I know because they couldn't give the rights to Raggedy Ann because they're not going to sell it as a murderous <laughs> doll. But they're like, imagine the. But that's a good yeah. horror name, right? Raggedy yeah. Ann is coming, mm-hmm. and like, oh well, you beat her. Woo! Thank God. Oh, I'm so glad we beat her. Oh, that was so scary. Hey, who's that? Oh, you know she had a brother. What? <laughs> yeah. This slash. And, uh, but how many of the movies are based on uh, true-ish or claims to be two. true-ish? Two. Conjuring and Conjuring 2. So four movies then, because it's Conjuring, Conjuring 2, Annabelle, and Annabelle Conjuring. Annabelle. Uh, well, those movies, those movies are made, make them up. So not based... Like the Conjuring and Conjuring Two are based on actual case files, okay, of Ed and Lorraine, but, whatever but the last she, name is. They must have case files on on Raggedy Ann because they've got her in the museum. They do, but it, they solve that case at the very beginning of the Conjuring. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they take the doll away from these two students who are terrified of it and put it in a case. Right, and uh, in in our in and these are also people that were uh, investigating the Amityville horror. You've said that, and that's interesting. I, I didn't know that. I've read the. It's funny. I, and I read the Amityville Horror book right. when I was a kid because I wasn't allowed to see scary movies, so I would read the books. Yeah, of the movies are. I think there on. was four films in the Amityville series before they rebooted that with Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Yeah, it's, that is horrifying. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds joke. <laughs> He's doing quite well now, Dave. Well, Those Deadpool movies are doing quite well. I'm glad. I'm glad. A little respect for Ryan sure. Reynolds. Like He's it. earned it, okay? Blade 3. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's anyway. Not a good, that's a good point. Well, you know what? <laughs> what? Of all the things in Blade 3, he is the least he problematic, least problem- right? You're right. You're right. Actually, He's trying. I don't actually. He showed up for work. I don't actually hate that he movie. He paid his taxes. It's not great, but he. In two countries. He, he, does, he does a job in that film. That's right. He's Patton there. Oswalt also shows up and then gets killed. Huh, good for him. Yeah, there's. Is that a movie? That's a horror movie <laughs> for different reasons. Uh, yeah, how about Blade Two? Too gory? 
pretty gory. It's pretty gory, yeah. It's a little so, scary. Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, it's good. Point. I watched uh, Mimic the other day. Oh, I haven't seen the, that for a long time. The bug one yep. that he did. The bugaboo. It was much less good, scary, or anything else than I remembered it being. Right. I remember being very uh, uncomfortable of that movie. And I remember a scene in that film that is not in the movie, which oh. is weird. Because in my mind, there was a scene that opens the movie, mm-hmm. and this is not the scene that opens okay. the film. But in my mind, there's a scene that opens a film of a man mm-hmm. by himself in a, in a subway station, you know, and like the train comes and sure. there's all these people. And then eventually he's by himself and he's looking around and he sees a guy down the end of the track. And then that guy down the end of the track slowly reveals himself to be the insect thing oh. and attacks him. And then that's the beginning of the film. And you're like, what is, what happened? Huh? What? Right. That's how I remembered it. And, and then I watched the, the movie. The camera briefly goes, only in New York. There is. There is, there is that's what the bug says. <laughs> there is uh, a scene kind of like that, with, but with um, the actress. Yeah. Who is, uh, Servino. Yeah, Mia, Mira Servino. Servino. Yeah, it's interesting Before, to find out. Before uh, Harvey Weinstein destroyed killed her career. career. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really interesting. He's scarier than the bugs, right? He is scary. Uh, he is the big evil fucking that bug. That he could do that to someone. That's terrible. Yeah. For sure. I mean, it seems like she's accept, accept I mean, she went to Harvard and, and well, you made a ex- life for herself. You accept, yeah, but what are you going to do? Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's terrible. Because she was a, she was a very good actress. I mean, yeah. the first time I saw her was in uh, Barcelona, the Whit Stillman film. Okay. I thought she was a Spanish actress because she's so good in that movie, so good in that role. Yeah. And then I saw her in Mighty Aphrodite, and I was like, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> then Ro- Romy and Michelle, she does a really nice job of that. Romy and Michelle? Yeah, that's a yeah, good movie. That's, that's, a, that's underrated a much better movie, movie than, it sh- yeah. than it should have been. Yeah. Rome, what's it called? Romy and Michelle. Michelle. Uh, high, to, school, high School Reunion. Yeah. That's, if people want to watch a fun movie, that is a fun movie. Yep. Also, good, has Alan uh, Cumming in it. Alan Cumming. Uh, Jean Garofalo, mm. also in it. And uh, the woman from The Practice. She's also in it. I can't remember it. Cameron Manheim is her name. There it is. Cameron Manheim? Is sure, why not? Uh, and who else is in it? Lots of people. A lot of actors in the background. Them. Background actors, extras. Is there, uh, there's is, a lot of folding of sweaters. Is there got that guy who has like a bad reputation now because he's mean? Of course. That guy who was uh, in uh, who played Ari the agent in uh, oh yeah Montage? Jeremy uh, Piven. Piven yeah yeah he's in it right I, maybe I don't remember I don't remember that I'm just making things up you know what if you say he's in a movie I'm going to believe you because he's <laughs> in a lot of movies you know what he was in PCU PCU yeah it was about a university it was a little too politically correct oh. and he was the John Belushi type who was going to straighten Straight things out and thing. it was all right before he found his toupee and uh, right before people cared about that kind of nonsense yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was just at the right time for people to go, no. I remember seeing him in a very bad movie, which is about a group of, of unpleasant young adults who get stuck in a bad part of town and have to kind of fight their way out of it. I have no idea when it came out, what it was called, or who else was in it. But there you go. You're okay. welcome. You're welcome, everyone. I'm writing that down as a movie title because I like it. What's that? Unpleasant Young Adults. <laughs> Wouldn't you go see a movie called Unpleasant Young Adults? Sure. Wouldn't you at least like stop and... Watch a little bit of that Netflix thing. Like, what is unpleasant young adults? All those guys are unpleasant. <laughs> oh, dear. I don't know if I want to be spending They think all very time. highly of themselves, and they don't need to. Oh, no. Nor should they. Oh, no. They're really lecturing everybody Ooh, about they... Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. Um, Dave. Must you all stare at your phones while, while, while you're together? So unpleasant. So unpleasant. Um, speaking of movies, which we are. Speaking of movies. Sometimes we share... Uh, the floor with other people, and they tell okay. us what movies they like. 
and uh, and and then we comment on them and go, like, oh, I haven't heard of that one. And we do that for like uh, the end ten, of the show because we feel minutes. like that's our big ender. Yeah. How about we go like I haven't seen it. Oh. And that's our whole show. Okay. Cool. Well, do you want to do that? Sure. Why not? Do you want to do a movie list? I would love to. We have a theme for it, right? Da 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 da. Movies. Our movie list. Yeah, movies. You made it too long. I'm trying to do the sneak previews theme song. That's also Max, the two thousand year old mouse. Okay. And don't forget, the balcony is closed. Yeah, because they're both dead. Don't forget, save us an aisle seat. No, they're both dead. They're don't forget, dead. stop spilling your popcorn. This is a list. Don't forget, cancer sucks. This is a list. This says, yeah. hi, Dave and Ian. Oh, hi. Who am, I, who am I talking to? Who am I addressing? Here are my top 10 favorite movies for your consideration. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who am I talking to? Is this a ghost? Love the podcast. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Who, who is this shh, person? Shh, 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 shh. Calm down. Who is it? Love the podcast. Oh, no. And full marks. I'm scared. Thanks! Exclamation mark. From Tracy Deke. Oh, hey, Tracy. I haven't seen you? Tracy for a long time. Yeah, she no, came with Mary Hook to visit us about five years ago, four oh, years some, ago? Some, yeah, some would say that uh, Mary Hook came with Tracy. Some would say it that yeah, way. Yeah, maybe that would be... Yeah, that would be the way you say that's it. That's the way you say it. You're right. Sorry, sorry, sorry Tracy. Tracy. I got mixed up there. Uh, so, Tracy, I hear you've got some movies. I hear you like movies. I hear you have top 10 I'm movies. I'm not assuming that, like. that Tracy likes movies. I'm just assuming that there's 10 movies that she likes. She's given us a list. Has she checked it twice? And let me tell you, it's going to start weak, for me anyway. Oh, okay. I do oh, not, strong words. I don't know these movies. Oh, I see. I mean, I thought you were like uh, disapproving of her no, no, choices. No, no, no. All right. In fact, after this movie, after these two movies, I actually think her list is pretty great. All right. I think she's pretty great. Let's admit that. Yeah, much. Tracy's great. Right. Tracy's right. great. Okay. She's in no way the same as uh, the Tracy in the classic Canadian sitcom, The Trouble with Tracy. Not at all. Because that Tracy was trouble. And also, the sitcom was terrible. Yeah. Well, no, Tracy Deke is also trouble. Well, she is, but she's... It's just different trouble. Right. It's more, it's, it's more it's pleasant a, There's trouble. good trouble. You know, <laughs> that's what they say. There's good trouble. That's right. By the way, Tracy, yeah. look up The Trouble with Tracy, Canadian yeah. sitcom, sure. and just go, what? And I'll tell you this much. Why did this show exist? I believe it was sponsored by Sears. Okay. And and most of the sitcom was focusing on them sitting on furniture by Sears. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and there was a no good brother-in-law in it. Huh. And a long-suffering husband. And Tracy, god damn, she just, oh, she's in such trouble. Okay, <laughs> please continue, Dave. Number number ten. Number which, ten. Okay. Which is uh, the station agent. Very good film. Oh well, I'm glad you saw Peter it. Peter Dinklage. Yes, Peter yeah. Dinklage is in it. That's right. I do know about it. I just I've never seen it. Yeah. No. No. It's a very good uh, character piece. He's I think I started watching movie. it once, but I, I don't think I finished it. Oh, okay. Or uh, got much farther than five minutes into it. Oh well, that's why because nothing was happening at five minutes because it's right. an art house movie and it'll take its time. Mm, sure did. No. No. It's uh, no. It, it was really a breakout role for uh, for, for for Peter Dinklage and yeah. if, you know and so. So when you saw him in Game of Thrones, you went, "Oh, good! It's the guy from the Station Agent." And now everyone's just like, "Oh, it's the guy from Game of Thrones." But yeah, yeah, you know. And before it was like, "I think he was an elf." He was an elf. It was in in Bruges. Yes, that's right. That's where I remember him from. But right. he was an elf as well. You're right. Yeah, I don't have much to say about the Station Agent except that it was uh, it was very good, a good character work. Everyone Who else really is good in acting. It? Who else is in it? Uh, actors and actresses of many actors types and actresses and, of uh, many people kinds. in the background. Well, and there was a train station sure. uh, that he was the agent of. Mm. Uh, there was the tracks. Some okay. may say he was on the wrong side of the tracks. Maybe as far as life was concerned oh, as well. But then mm. you know what? Did he uh, pick it up? Did he get the, it together? Oh, the power of friendship. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. that's right. Sure, that's good. Is that the one really? The Station Agent. It's the Station Agent. Yeah, Peter Dinklage film. Yep. 
Well, sorry we couldn't say much more about it, Tracy, because I've not seen it. Yeah, I don't really know what more to say. I'm a dumb... It's just a good character piece. I'm a dumb bunny. It's got some funniness, you're worried about them, and then things work out. Nice. Maybe they work out. You know, you never Ooh. know. Scaring me now. Uh, number nine is a little film I like to call Melancholia. Oh, that was a film that uh, that my wife was watching. I saw a couple of scenes at mm. uh, when I'd first woken up and just went, I can't watch this. This is terrifying me. And I left. Is that the one where there's a thing, an asteroid coming to Earth to destroy it? I believe so, yeah. And there was a, there's a scene off the top where like someone's like melting into the ground. And it was just one of the most terrifying things I'd ever seen when I wow. just walked in. And it made no sense the way the music was mm. playing. It was so dreamlike and I felt like I was still dreaming and it just creeped me the hell out. It's uh, from a screenplay by, is it directed by and a screenplay from that director who, or the guy who wrote like um, Adaptation? This sounds about right. And uh, what I can really tell you is I saw it, I went, oh my God, this is terrifying me. And I turned back around and I left the room. Being John Malkovich and other films that are kind of making you uncomfortable. Charlie Kaufman? Charlie Kaufman, yeah. I think that's, is that who did it? I'm not sure. Or am I thinking of Syncope? I'm getting the mixed up maybe. Are you thinking of the person, uh, Michael, you know, the Spotless Mind? Is this, is this the guy? Michelle Gondry? Michelle Gondry? It could be Spike be? Jones. Yeah, there's could like a little, there's a little, uh, this could be tripod of, uh, Charlie Chaplin? Could have been ghost? Charlie Chaplin's ghost directed Melancholia. No, I just no wonder I saw, it's Melancholia. I saw one scene that terrified me. Sorry, I've not seen it. All right. I'm not seen it. I'm but, sorry. Uh, I would recommend it if you'd like to be terrified by one scene. My advice to you is wake up, walk into the room, see it, freak out, leave the room, and then have your wife go, are you okay? The next film is a movie I like quite a bit. I don't like it all the way through, but there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in it and a lot of good in it. Okay. And it's, I like movies with a lot of stuff. There's things that you can you can take it or leave it. You can enjoy this part of it. You can enjoy that part of it. Right. You can not enjoy that part okay. of it. Okay. Sounds like a smorgasbord. Uh, it's uh, Love Actually. You know, uh, there's been a thing recently. Okay. Can I say what I feel about Love Actually? Here's my thing about Love Actually, everybody. Uh, this is my strong feelings, okay. David. A little bit of Richard Curtis hate here. Strong feelings about Love Actually. Okay. There was a backlash recently about Love Actually where people are watching the movie going, these are terrible role models. Oh, okay. Uh, and, is that what they're supposed to be? Well, okay. Well, here's my follow-up to sure. the first part of the sentence that I almost completed. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that these are all terrible role models. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, yes, it's a romantic comedy. Everybody in a romantic comedy is fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. That's what they are. Horrible human beings inhabit romantic comedies. We laugh at them. They are not. They are not your role models. And when you have this many in in one group, you go, "Oh, now I'm noticing how terrible these are, are as people." Yes, that's what a romantic comedy is. Mm-hmm. But did it make you laugh? Great. Are they bad people? Fine. That's fine for well, them some, to be a movie about some bad of them are people. Bad. Some of them aren't bad. I don't think they're necessarily bad. Okay, but there's quite a few bad people on there. Well, yes, but there's also some good people. Yeah, but, but you're not, you're missing my point. Even though they're bad people, <laughs> I, yeah, that does not make it a bad romantic comedy. Oh, no, I, comedy. Agree, I agree with you. Romeo and Juliet yeah. are both assholes. Yeah. And that's not a comedy. That's I'll give you that. not really a comedy. I'll give you okay. that. Yeah. Harry Met Sally, both assholes. Yeah. Whatever uh, romantic comedy film you're you're thinking about, yeah. they're assholes. I wouldn't say assholes, but this... They're just human beings that have that are that are not getting. But getting, normally getting they by. make big bold choices that are inappropriate, sure. which is where we're getting comedy from in yeah. our romantic sure. comedy. Sure. They're doing things you should not do. They're making yeah. bad decisions in real life, but we're not in real life. We're in a movie, yeah. So it's okay because it's comedy. Let me talk about this movie more directly. Please do. This first, is thing gonna, first thing I'm going to say that I like a lot of things that Richard Curtis has done. 
I think he's very good. I liked that about time that it was came yeah. out a couple of years ago with uh, with the guy who's in every movie that comes the out right now. The Star Wars is in the, the Star Wars, and then the Ex Machina, and the Dread, and then the well, you name it, he's in it. Yeah, you need a you need a uh, Domhnall Gleeson. Yeah, you need a redheaded uh, guy. He can yeah, do it. He'll do it. Yeah, he'll do the remake of Happy Days for England. <laughs> he'll play both Richie and Ralph. Um, but I like I really like Love Actually. I mean, okay, first thing. Once again, I watched movies once. Maybe I'll watch it twice. I've actually seen Love Actually twice because I liked it that much. Okay. The second time, there's less to enjoy in it just because, you know, you've seen it. You know you know the outcomes. But, okay, I love Colin first character. I love I love his, you know, his inept, romantically inept writer character. I love the I love the fact that he's communicating. He and the Portuguese woman that he, who's acting as his maid as he's trying to write his mystery novel, I love that they communicate with each other without being able to speak their languages. And I just like that they're both talking at cross purposes to each other. And I think that was really a lot of fun. I love, I hate, but I love the Alan Rickman, Emma Thompson story. Mm. And that's one of Emma Thompson's greatest acting moments right. in her career is when she opens up oh my the box that she thinks oh is a jewel, as a necklace that she's our husband by. Oh boy. And it's just a scarf. Yeah. And that is some fucking great acting right there that just blow your mind. Ooh, it's not a scarf. What is it? It is it's like a, a shawl jo- or something, right? It's a Joni Mitchell uh, CD. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's not what you then wanted. Then you can play the Joni Mitchell CD while while she's you see her thinking, and yeah. you're like, oh, that's so, good, Joni Mitchell. Such good acting, yeah. and so so well done. I really love because I'm a big Hugh Grant fan. I like I like his character that he plays in movies, even yeah. though he insists that they're different. They're basically the same character. He's I think telling he knows the American that. president to fuck off. Did you see the movie that he did? Feels good now, right? I felt good then. Felt yeah, better now. That's right. <laughs> Did you see the movie where he's a kind of a washed-up screenwriter who wrote like one great movie that everyone loves, but he can't write another one, and he uh, goes I, to this little college in upstate New York to teach as a as a screenwriting screenwriting teacher. That sounds very. It's that on a Netflix. Drew Barrymore one? No, it's got Marissa Tomei as the and him and him in it. Okay. And it's very good. I think I've seen it. Yeah. It's on Netflix. By I think way, if you search Hugh Grant on Netflix, you'll you'll find the film. Yeah. And I and I highly recommend it as a as a fun romantic comedy. Yeah. For for us old types. And the the Drew Barrymore one though, yeah. also really good music and lyrics. Yeah. Him as a washed up 80s Michael, entertainer. Yeah. Oh, that is a great movie. Yeah. I love that and movie. And him George Michael in around is hilarious. You maybe want to watch that movie again. I'm going to Okay. Get the girls through it. Also good. But but the thing, great thing about the prime minister sequence is uh, the the love interest in that part of the movie, the woman in that part yeah. of it. Oh my gosh, so great, so beautiful. Just think she's the cat's pajamas. So that just elevates the movie a couple hundred yeah. feet above the ground. The whole unrealistic, let's just say, weirdly unrealistic porn movie that um, that Martin guy Freeman. Martin Freeman and the, and and the the actress are so good. are acting she's as really- as body doubles for. Yeah. Or stand-ins for for you know doing the lighting and stuff like that, and these sort of relaxed conversations as they slowly fall in love, doing in this really awkward situation. It's really great. Of course, it's unrealistic. No one's filming a movie like that in settings like they're right. in. Even but, back then, you couldn't have a young boy run through an airport. You couldn't. Yeah. You know, you couldn't. He would be he would be wrestled to the ground. He would be yeah. You couldn't have. You think that. a little boy like that? Yeah, I think so. I don't know about that. Maybe they're I don't know. tiny terrorists. Uh, the airports were still rough. England, yeah, England I'm, knows from terrorism. I'm less of a fan of the Liam Neeson uh, little boy storyline. Um, I think it's okay. I'm not really a big fan of the Laura Linney storyline. The How about the Ke- one with the... Uh, Keira Knightley, yeah. Andrew, whatever his name is. It's okay. I mean, it's it's interesting. I mean, you know, the idea of 
the idea of love that cannot be returned is also a form of love. Yeah. And that's, it's interestingly done. And I, I don't hate it, but it's not like a major yeah, p- part of the film. Yeah, people get upset with that one. And uh, it's like, yeah, but it's not real. Like, I understand, yeah. but it's... But why is it... It's, it's, an, it's, this, it's an exaggerated movie character making yeah. terrible, terrible choices. <laughs> yes, we uh, understand. And then I enjoy the, I enjoy the, the, the young, dumb kid who decides he's going to go to America. Yes. Because that's where he'll really find women... And that's a great sequence at the end of the film. Yeah. That's like a perfect capper to the movie with him yeah. meeting these beautiful girls. Subsequently, totally... more and more beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. yeah. And it's, it's like, here fun. she is, the pretty one. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god. It's just, it's a great fun sequence. Yeah. I, I really do enjoy. By the way, film. He, it's not wrong. Where you go, like, uh, you know, sure. I'm going to go to America, and my British accent's going to get me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it will. Yeah, it will. Yeah. You're absolutely correct. Sure. Just as if you went to England, your American accent would also, or your Canadian accent would also uh, get you interest. Okay, just speaking from experience. Oh, not really. Um, as if I could, as if I could tell. Yeah, but I love that movie. Yeah, there's a lot of people there are really hardcore beach, I'm a, beachcomber fans. By the way, I'm a big fan of romantic comedies. So if anyone wants to talk romantic comedies, I'm the guy. Dave is uh, Dave is the guy. All all times. Oh, by the way, did all... you see the uh, did you see the semi sequel? The what story? The semi sequel to Love Actually. Still Love Actually. Did what, you see it? What is it called? I think it's called Still Love. Actually, it was done for. Oh, we forgot the Red Bill Nighy, the Bill Nighy character. Yes, that's also really great. I just love the whole. Agreed. Part. And but, there you go. The sort of platonic love between him and his manager. Yeah, I did like that. The greatest love of my uh, love of my life was uh, you. Um, <laughs> so, but have you seen the Where Are They Now for like Red Nose Day? No. Oh, okay. It's I don't interesting. Need to see that. It's interesting. I've seen the movie. Okay. You know what? It's for charity. Let it, 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 watch it so the kids can be okay. <laughs> Is it on YouTube? Yeah, it's kind of. You watch it on YouTube and then some kid gets medicine. So uh, do it. Uh, I almost skipped the next movie because I was kind of like, I don't want to talk about this film. <laughs> All right. What is it? I'll talk about it. <laughs> Number seven Kenneth Branagh's yeah. 1996 Hamlet. Yeah, that's all the Hamlet. It's that the is entire. All, the whole thing. Yeah, I feel like it's too much of a Hamlet. Well, someone's got to do it, right? Someone's got to do all the Someone Hamlet. Someone had to put all the eggs and into the I do... Someone had to put all the eggs into the Hamlet. Come on. Oh, well, Come there on. you are. Give me that. I am an egg. <laughs> That's a Shakespeare thing for you, too. What? You egg, you small fry of treachery? Oh, very from nice. From Macbeth. Uh, it's all written by Bacon. Um, <laughs> no, I like, a, I like a Kenneth Branagh. I like a Henry V. I like... What was it? I Love, thought that was very good. What was it? M- M- Love's like... Labor's Lost or Much Ado About Nothing? What was the other one there with Emma Thompson? What was that one? Uh, Dental Washington. Much Ado About Nothing. And, uh, yeah. Uh, no, I like, uh, I, I like yeah, all of his uh, Shakespeare's. His, yeah, yeah like... and I, I, like, I liked Hamlet quite a bit. But, you know, Hamlet... Uh, Hamlet, you do go None on. of them are as good as Titus Andronicus. But, yeah. Mm. That is one fucking crazy movie. It is. It's a fucking crazy play. <laughs> it's a fucking crazy play. <laughs> yeah, whenever I see someone's mounting it, it's just like, what's your blood budget? <laughs> Good luck. Good luck with that. Uh, yeah, no, he did it. When you know, uh, I've seen many versions of Hamlet. I think that Mel Gibson a, did one too, didn't he? Yes, he did with Glenn Close as okay. his mom. They really pumped up the incest in that one. I see. Yep. Interesting. Pump it up. It's a choice. That's what people say. They go, more incest. <laughs> That's right. Hey, That's been the main hey where's the incest? That's right. Uh, Ethan Hawke uh, did, uh, did a version of it as well. As modern, modern one. That's right. With a that very good. good performance. That was a good I believe as, Cla- as Claudius? Claudius, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bill Murray. Oh. Was it Cla- Claudius doing the uh, To Thine Own Self Be True speech? Oh, that was- no. That's Claudius? Um, yeah. Could be, yeah, I think that's right. That sounds about right. But he he just does it offhand, yeah, and it does it so so well. He had his back turned to Hamlet, got stabbed in the heiress. Yeah, 
Ha-ha! Ooh, and, Shakespeare jokes. And you can also watch a <laughs> uh, Mystery Science Theater uh, uh, interpretation of the Laurence Olivier version. Oh, really? Yeah, which makes it a bit more bearable because that is fucking dry. That is a very dry version. You're right. Oh, boy. And he cuts out a lot. Oh, and Maybe yeah. he cuts out too much. Maybe. It, could be. Yeah, you'll cut out maybe more. Maybe it should be kind of sprawling. Yeah. Tracy's right. The Kenneth Branagh version is good. Best. Good job. All right. Uh, oh, I love this movie. By the way, my favorite version of Hamlet was saw David Tennant do it in London. Very good. Okay, go ahead. Oh, name dropper. Patrick Stewart uh, was Claudius in that. Okay. Uh, pretty sure it was Polonius. So then I'll self be true. Who's the... Uh, who's Neither the, no, no, a lender nor, nor a lender be... Da, 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 da. But uh, who's the, who's the uh, uh, you know, who's the bad guy in uh, in Hamlet? Uh, Paul, Claudius, Paul, the king. Claudius, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Patrick Stewart played him in, in Okay, that. yeah. All right, so go ahead. Next one. Next one. As I said, this is, I love this film. Don't okay. trash talk this movie. All right. Manhattan, Murder Mystery, the Woody Allen film with Diane No, Keaton. I really like that movie Oh, it's well. so good. So yeah. good. Those two working together after so many years apart. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, you just like fall into each other's laps and you just work together perfectly. Yeah. And, that, and the storyline is great. Oh, the mystery is great. It's got, a, it's got it's I love got him as the doubting. at yeah. the end. Yeah. And then it was a shot against the background of another really good film, which is Lady from Shanghai, the, the Orson Welles film uh, with Rita Hayworth. But yeah, it's just a... Uh, Oh, it's just so, so it's good. one of his top two movies with Manhattan in the title, I'd say. Yeah, I'm definitely Manhattan is one of my favorite films of all time. But yeah, I love Manhattan Murder, Murder Mystery. I think, you know, it's just yeah. I mean, it kind of proves the problem with most of his modern films uh, that he's made. You know, since a certain point, which is not enough Woody Allen in the Woody Allen movies. Mm. Like he is such a great comic mm-hmm. that you know you miss his comic touch mm. in the movies that that I know he's written them. But you need those lines coming through the mouth of that of that guy. And yeah, I, he can. He and maybe can, he's too old now to do that. And that's I fine. Know, okay, I that's know, fine. That's do okay. do what you have to do, Woody. Yeah, but, he. I mean, the but, lines uh, that he writes are very difficult for actors to say. That doesn't necessarily mean they shouldn't say them. Yeah. And also, he doesn't give a lot of direction apparently. So good luck, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. But he can make an awkward line, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, with, yeah. that he's written uh, makes sense and get good laughs. Yeah. 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 That's a very good movie. And Alan Alda's in it, uh, making a return after Crimes and Misdemeanors. Yeah. And yeah. Just That's a, a good point. Like, the, there's been a, a sizable amount of people uh, like Larry David and Kenneth Branagh. I do like Celebrity just, a lot. Who have, who have done, who have just gone uh, doing almost like full Woody Allen, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't quite go. Like, you know, it's like. It's not. I do like Celebrity a lot. I think that's a very good movie. Yeah, but he's doing full Allen. That's the movie that where I fell in love with Famke Jansen, by the way. Okay. That's, that's a film. Glasses, book editor, what's more to want? But uh, the, uh, the 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 Larry David one, yeah, uh, whatever works. He's too mean mm. to be a good Woody Allen stand-in. Like he's just okay. too mean a character. Like as an actor, as a performer, he has a certain cruel element like, to yeah, him. Yeah, the American a kind of irascible. Kid, he also was. Kind of a Woody but I don't mind. I didn't mind that one no, with Jason fine. Biggs and. Uh, and uh yeah it's it's just like if it was a movie if these were movies written by wc fields and everyone's doing wc fields and you're like well where's wc <laughs> yeah, fields yeah, yeah, well he's right. behind the camera That's well get problem. him out here yeah. Yeah, no you're right you do it then you're, you're right no i mean i have a lot of time for woody allen films you know like you can name one that you hate and i'll be like oh i like that movie a lot very know? good chris the jade scorpion everyone's just like blah i'm like oh i really like that one it's great Rome with love or that i've not that? seen that one i have to okay. uh, i have to admit i've kind of fallen up- test your patience I've fallen off the wagon a little bit. Oh, there is a good ones. scene in it. Oh, I do like that scene. Okay, it's fine. No, it's fine. You'll, you will the guy who a, sings in the shower is pretty great. You'll meet a tall, dark stranger. I like that movie. I think it's good. I think it's a lot of fun. 
Um, yeah, I just I have no uh, no complaints. But but I mean, I'll admit that he had a prime period, you know, and when he was really hitting on all cylinders. But it lasted an amazingly long time that he was making really really great films. You know, like not just you know like a Mid- Midsummer Night sex comedy, even like the minor ones that you can kind of forget yeah. about now. If you go back and watch them, they're they stand up. They're really good. Yeah, and then you go into things like you know Radio Days, which mm-hmm. is just like one of my favorite films yeah. ever. And yeah, you yeah. just go, you just knock out like there's at least five like just yeah. classic, classic, classics. Now we can expand that probably to ten. Yeah. Then you're gonna get to fifteen good, good. Well, ones. what's great about Radio Days is it's it's the film that he wanted Annie Hall to be that he didn't have the skill at that time to mm. make, and that he kind of he made a real memoir in Radio Days. It's a very good film. Uh, Broadway Danny Rose, mm-hmm. you know, some, we said crimes and misdemeanors, but husband, uh, husbands and wives—that what it's called, or yeah, husbands and wives. Yeah, with Hannah and her sisters for crying out that's loud. That scene with Judy Davis when Liam Neeson comes for the date and she's raging on the phone to her ex-husband. <laughs> oh, this is this great stuff, you know. Very good. And you're right. I mean, if it's true, I've heard that he is perfectly willing to give to give direction if people want it, but he doesn't. He allows actors to improvise. Mm. And oh, that, does he? Yeah. I thought it had to be word perfect. No, it doesn't. Okay. No, he'll allow actors to improvise. All right. He's uh, no uh, da- uh, Mamet. No David Mamet. He's no David, David Mamet. But we agree that Manhattan Murder Mystery is a great film. And if you've not seen it, dear listener, then you really should see it. There you go. There's no objection, no reasonable objection to seeing that film. Diane Keaton, dear God. Uh, number five is a movie that we've talked about and we dearly love. Bambi. For, no. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, Yes. Which I think Near it's kind of silly to say that it's a good film because I think everyone pretty much yeah. has agreed. If you didn't see that glass between him and the snake, it would be a perfect movie. But that ruins it for me. The end. Is that the... W- Pass. Is, is, is that the... <laughs> okay, is that... He writes in a submarine. No, there's ways Pass. around that. There's ways around that. That's been Pass. discussed. Pass. No, um, if you have to make an excuse for a scene in a movie, doesn't that kind of take you out of well, it? You know, well, why are you saying there's a problem with that scene? You think like the submarine goes underwater all the whole time? Yeah. The submarine doesn't go underwater Yeah, the they travel time. faster underwater, and they're in the Mediterranean where yeah. British boats are. They're not going to be going... No, they want to see the view. It's a beautiful view. When are you going to see this again? <laughs> Whatever. You know, they go like, hey, the government's paying for this trip. Let's go, uh, you know, when sure. am I going to be afford a cruise uh-huh. like this? The... It's kind of funny though. Like, is that the one thing we could excuse George Lucas for for changing with his stupid CGI stuff? Is taking out the reflection and the glass in the movie? <laughs> like, what? Instead of fucking around with the Star Wars movies, just take out the reflection in the late Raiders of the Lost Ark, please. Yeah, I'll give you that. No, we have talked about it a lot. Uh, great, great character. Great opening scene. Oh my gosh, mm. so perfect. Introduces you to the character so well. Then there's a twist. What? He's a professor. What? So he's kind of got a Clark Kent thing going. Oh, but all the students really love him. Oh, uh, they love you. Oh, wait. This is how it works, huh? Oh, they assign him on missions. Oh, well, that's interesting. Okay, where's he going? Oh, my God. And then it's uh, action, 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 action. It's one and, of... And great female uh, co-star. Uh, mm. uh, Alan, Karen, what, Karen Allen. Karen yeah. Allen. I always want to... I, I get the name wrong. Yeah, but yeah she, she is uh, pound for pound, like holding herself... Uh, you know, is uh, just great and uh, rampant alcoholic through the movie. Starts off in a drinking uh, match, ends with yeah. her going, "I want a drink." In the middle, gets too drunk that almost screws everything up. Uh, she has a real problem, uh, and uh, and still is a great character. Well, in the original, I mean, I wouldn't say she has a problem, but anyway. Oh. Wouldn't you? No, if because we set to... up we set up in that opening okay, sequence tell, yeah. what a, that she's. Right, a strong like she has, she can hold yeah. her liquor. Oh, right. Okay, so Dave. Yeah. How do you get that good at holding your liquor? You own a bar uh-huh. in Nepal, and 
drink. You drink yeah. a lot. <laughs> Enough to beat All right. that guy. Yeah. Badly. And then You don't know what his constitution's like. Okay. But I know that she almost immediately, you know, was able to function. Yeah. So she's a high function function <laughs> alcoholic. Okay. okay, all right, fair enough. All right. All right, you make your excuses, uh, Mr. Enabler. Whatever. <laughs> the uh Ralph Enabler. The that was one of a couple movies where a friend insisted that I see it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they didn't have to drag me to it, but it's just like, you gotta see this movie. Yeah. It's like you and you and uh, Dean came over and said, Dave, you gotta go see this movie. You gotta go see Die Hard, you know. It's another friend. You gotta see Where's the Lost Ark. So we went and saw it. He'd already seen it, but we went and saw yeah. it together. And yeah, just mind blowing right from the get go. I mean, the movie just knows how to pace, yeah. pace to keep it breakneck and yet also. Hey, it's Alfred Molina. It has moments where, yeah, has moments where you are. You can rest. You can have a little bit of tranquility. Yeah. You can. They can talk. They can have st- girl students writing "I love you" on their eyes. They yeah. have. She's attending uh, to his wounds, and he's going. Oh, ah, uh, stings a bit. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, see me. Where can he? Where can uh, kiss? Well, it doesn't hurt uh, here and here and here. Yeah. There's your there's your lost ark. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's very. Good, very good film, and, and then Harrison Ford was was one of those one of those fine actors who does action movies, but also has the physicality that they can do some of the stunt work in the film in order yep. and make it seem much more real that way. Really good punching. He did really good roundhouse punches. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a video game of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark that was out a while ago for the Xbox, and I was I was playing it. My wife went like, "Oh, they really got the punching down because yeah, it's like a there's a real distinct uh, Harrison Ford yeah. roundhouse." Raiders of the Lost Ark punch, which nice. is different than his uh, uh, Han Solo punch. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it's different. That's, a, that's an interesting. He's a very thing. different character as Han Solo. It's weird yeah. when you go like, "Yeah, he's that guy." Well, but Han yeah. Solo and uh, and uh, and Indiana Jones are very different, even though they're both arrogant yeah. at times yeah. and both do heroic things. Very, very different characters, also in their physicality. It's he's good. The ki- the kid's good. I think he's gonna do well. <laughs> he can act. Yeah, he can act. Uh, um, one more thing I was going to say about the film. Please. Then you interrupted me and I forgot. Oh, well, there you go. That's <sighs> too bad. Oh, I was going to say, uh, even though I do like him a lot in the role and love the movie, um, Honor Majesty's, Honor Majesty's Secret Service, um, I have to admit that, um, he's not a very good puncher. Like, he did his fight, his fight sequences are a little awkward mm. to me. But I just feel, you know, you just never know, like, how an actor comes into a role. Whether they give him fight training or do other things right. before that, you know, like they may not have done spend that much time on the fight training part of it. Probably wanted him to get learn to walk and be a bit more suave in his in his in his approach and stuff like that. To give him that kind of classy James Bond element, and just kind of neglected the whole like fact that he's also like a fighter and needs to know how to fight. Sean Connery was a boxer, you know, he could box, so yeah. he could bring that kind of tight, close physical fighting to. That great scene, like in Russia, with from love, but yeah, unfortunately, um, what's the actor's name? <laughs> plays George Lazenby. George Lazenby, yes, who plays uh, James Bond in, in Honor Majesty's Secret Service, doesn't quite have that same ability. Uh, number four is an interesting choice. It's a Hitchcock film, but it's not one that most people would choose, I think. Okay, and it's Rope. Oh, I do like Rope. I think it's a very good film. Yeah, but I, like I say, I don't think it's one that people would automatically go to. Kind of like Lifeboat, my favorite Hitchcock film, Lifeboat. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting film. Very, uh, Farley Granger is in it with James Stewart. James Stewart, yeah. Good And James one other Stewart, actor, yeah. I can't remember. Basically, a kind of a takeoff on the Leopold and Loeb case where two, two, uh, arrogant. two arrogant students who are also lovers mm-hmm. murder a fellow classmate 
unlike the Leopold and Loeb case, in this case in the film, that the, the murderers hide the body of their victim in a trunk and invite the university professor who whose philosophy has sort of guided their their behavior. And so they they want to kind of, kind of impress him. Yeah. And it's a very good film. And it, it has a bit of the stunt to it of the fact that it's filmed, I believe, in three long takes. Yeah. Um, there are giving you the illusion of one take. Yeah, one take exactly, and the idea of that, of course, is the reason that was done is because not just for a stunt, but because the body is in the box the entire film that you don't want to cut away from that because yeah. you want the tension of knowing that that body has not been moved through the entire sequence. So if you cut, if you have you know cuts in time and stuff like that, at any time with any one of those cuts the body could be moved yeah it looks like you're watching a play for sure it has yeah. that play element to it but also a, a movie it's, was it a play first or was i it don't think film? so i think it's just okay. rope yeah i think well, it was done, done as it was done and uh i'm pretty sure i mean it might have been i mean he did do another dial m for murder i think was based on a stage play okay but no i really like rope yes now very, i want to see rope again it's a very good film yeah not you no know, not one of my favorites but it's very good uh number three is 2001 a space odyssey yeah, I've never been able to get into that one. It's a very slow film. It's a slow. It, yeah, it's the slow. It's the slowness. Um, uh, I guess here's here's my problem too. Is by the time I'd seen it, I'd seen it. Like every one <laughs> of the scenes, yeah. I'd seen in another capacity. So there yeah. really wasn't anything in there that surprised me. But mm-hmm. I think if I if I went in cold, yeah, uh, that'd be a hell of a film to see. But yeah, because everything is so iconic. Yeah. Again, it's the problem with like watching The Godfather or like someone now watching Star Wars for the first time. You've seen all the scenes. Now here we go. I saw it in high school. It was in junior high school. It was shown by a teacher. Um, so of course I saw it in a, in a very unsatisfactory way. On but a you were happy TV. that you were missing real school. So you, uh, you know, I'm happy enough to watch a movie if anyone yeah, wants to show me. Yeah, they're bringing out the projector. Yay! <laughs> or TV. This Hooray. is a TV. Yeah, with a VCR. Oh, with a front loading. VHS. Front loading VHS. Nothing's coming out of there. Also good for killing a rat if you need to. Yes. It's an interesting film. I think it's a movie that if you're going to watch it, that you should actually discuss some of the the ideas of it before you watch the film. You know, like the idea of the Superman, the fact that it plays Thus Spake Zarathustra, the Richard Strauss song which is based on the Nietzsche book Thus Spake Zarathustra which is his his kind of philosophical kind of final the sort of culmination of his philosophy which is the idea of the superman of the idea of the person who is born and is removed from our pathetic morals and can make decisions that are based in logic and sort of passionless you know uh this not worried about, you know, not stuck in the so-called slave morality of, like, the Judeo-Christian world okay. uh, to Nietzsche. And this was what the Superman would be. And so I don't think that Kubrick is taking that element of Nietzsche, the idea that this character is going to be the sort of, you know, above morality character. But the film definitely has the idea of new birth as being, uh, you know, new stages of mankind heralded by this black monolith. So we go from the apes, the apes a, you know, confronting the monolith to man in space, man confronting the monolith on the moon, man traveling out outside of the solar system, man going through some sort of strange experience that results in a new birth at the end of the film. We see the, the space baby yeah. at the end of the film. And, but in that storyline, there's not very much 
to this film, it's a very, very slowly paced movie. It's a very deliberate film. And that's what he wanted. He wanted a very dry film that approached space travel in a super realistic way and spent a lot of time, you know, researching and, and getting, getting everything as close to reality as he could. You know, but, the, you know, the, the problem for the film, I think, is that unless you took acid and really well timed <laughs> it, the most exciting part of the film is the, the Dave versus Hell computer sequence on the spaceship, which is a very tense sequence in the movie, but almost unrelated to, to anything in the film. It's kind of this weird standalone sequence. And apparently Kubrick did a lot of chopping of Arthur C. Clarke's script, which Clarke was not happy about, because it was, there was more detail and more information. Oh. And Kubrick got rid of a lot of that stuff and sort of narrowed down to this, what we have now. And I, maybe in Clark's script, there was, it kind of evened out the, this weird kind of climax in the middle of the film, because besides being the imp, the impetus to, to Dave's travel into this weird, uh, through this weird thing, whatever it is, this yeah. time gate or whatever it's supposed to be, and then ends up in a bedroom somewhere as both himself and an old man with a monolith and then space baby. It's, you know, but it's a movie that, you know, if you want a trip, if you want a trip, that's a movie to trip on. And that's what mm -hmm. made it really popular in the late 60s, was this is a movie to take acid on, if you could time it well, so that you're tripping yeah. when they hit that part of the film with that fantastic sequence that was done in camera mm. uh, by the special effects guy. He just did it oh, wow. in camera. So it was like a one-shot deal every time he tried it. Um, wow. Yeah. And the other interesting thing um, is that Kubrick basically destroyed all of the models for everything that, that he used in the picture because he didn't want them recycled into other low-budget science fiction films mm. by the studio. So he made a point of having all the... And they're pretty large, pretty large-scale fiberglass models and stuff like that of the spaceships and like, the spinning wheel ship, space, spaceship and stuff like that. He destroyed them because he didn't want them to be recycled, which was pretty common at that time for, for like special effects, yeah. like big prop special effects to get mo turned into another movie. But yeah, I... I did, you know, I can honestly say when I saw it in grade eight or grade 10, it was one of those grades. It was an even grade, I know that. Because I took science fiction in grade eight, science fiction writing in grade eight, and I took dystopian literature, which had a science fiction element in grade 10. So one of those classes, we watched the film. And, you know, it went right over my head as a kid. It wasn't until later on when I was reading more about Kubrick and reading about the movie that then I learned what it was about. And I've watched it since then, and I... I do think it's kind of deliberate or slow, if you want, sl slowly paced. But, you know, so is Barry Lyndon. It's a very slow movie. Shining's pretty slow, too. Like, he just likes a movie that's very, you know, kind of sets you, set, make, makes you relax, and then it's going to throw something at you. you know? <laughs> Mostly a lot of uh, Ligeti scores, you know, like the, the Italian uh, composer. He's the one who has all those voices that are kind of like, like, well, like kind of... Uh, atonally singing some part it's just like Whoa, this is so terrifying what are these voices from oh that's from some classical album the Kubrick because there was a score written for the film oh okay but he dubbed, he put on a, a temporary track when he was editing it and which he much preferred to Alex North's <laughs> uh, score Alex North did the uh, soundtrack for um, for uh, Hitchcock films and yeah he didn't like the soundtrack that he came up with it was too too, too average he felt so he went <laughs> with this went with this thing that's great anyway sorry to talk so long about that one Sorry to talk so Based long about that film. Odyssey. Also, the Jack Kirby version is pretty cool. Ah, nice. Comic form. Number two is a movie we talked about. Numero 
which is uh, The Princess Bride. Oh, we do enjoy The Princess Bride, David. Oh, so many different elements, so many different styles. What a cast, David. What a <laughs> cast. We have talked. We have talked about, about it. Well, I was going to say one thing, though, is that... What the fuck, after David? We... <laughs> so fucking good with the Peter Falk. Yes, he is very good. So good. Uh, no, it was when we talked about it last time, a uh, listener to the show, Louise, wrote in. Oh, hello, Louise. And she, she said um, that she didn't like the movie that much because she'd read the book before she saw the film. Ah, yes. And it did not live up to the book, which is not an uncommon what thing. What are you going to do? And she said it's like Blade Runner for me that it didn't live up to the book. I just want to say, Louise, that I don't disagree with you, but the reason I... I understand why Blade Runner the movie is different from Blade Runner the book. That to me is okay. Because Blade Runner the book is fucking crazy. It's crazy. It's written by a guy who was on speed, typing as fast as he could because he needed to feed his family. And he just wrote, he just pumped that stuff out like crazy. And I'm talking literally crazy. So I'm okay with them changing elements of the book. But what I'm not okay is when the movie changes the theme of the, the book. When it changes what the book is... Mm. The allegory or the, the message, of the, the book, message yeah. of the book is twisted by the film. That to me is bad because then you're not following the, in the, you're not following the intention of the author. You know, it's one thing to smooth out a book, you know, like I think if you watch the movie Fight Club, it's very similar to the book by Chuck Palahniuk. But I think it's better than the book. The book is very dry and the movie is very dynamic and it kind of draws you in to this world. And in that way, it kind of improves on the book. But it doesn't change the essential mystery of the book. Hello, Siren, my old friend. You've come to roar outside again. Will you ever go past us? I smell bacon. Oh, my God. The police. Walking on the moon. So some... So my that's my objection. So I mean, if if you feel like the Princess Bride the movie changed radically changed the theme of Princess Bride the book, then I did I say that twice. Princess Bride the movie changed radically changed the theme of Princess Bride the book, then I would agree. I think there 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 are parallels there. But but I kind of disagree with you in the sense that you know maybe the maybe the book and I'm you know you can tell me I'm dumb next time you see me. But you know I think I think if you're just disappointed because it wasn't an exact duplication of the book. Then it's understandable because if you love a book, you of course you want to see exactly that book on the right. screen. But sometimes movies make improvements. I think that, for instance, Harry Potter and the um, Prisoner of Azkaban, the third movie, the Alfonso Cuarón one, is a vast improvement over the first two Harry yeah. Potter films, and also is an improvement on the J.K. Rowling sure, book. Okay. It changes the ending. You know, it makes changes to the ending of the book. It uses the idea of the ending of the book, but it streamlines and it makes it much more effective in in the movie. Now, once again, you have not you haven't read the Princess Bride the book. I've right? not read okay. the Princess we, Bride. The book. Uh, we have we did read that. My wife actually read that to me. Okay, which we sometimes do. It's uh, it's got so much to it, and mm-hmm. it, it goes on tangents and unfurls yeah. in a way that I could see how. You know, when you're talking about uh, philosophically, it uh, it's 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 it it the Princess Bride movie is not philosophically the same as the book. Okay, I oh. think mm. um, there's uh, so so yeah, it might that might actually line up with what you're saying. Okay, but uh, cool. man, it's a generous book. It goes mm. in so many weird directions. It's yeah. it's worth a read. I'll have to read it one of these days. There we go. Numero one. I'm afraid I wasted my Oscar. Not Oscar. Albert Goldman. Uh, Oscar Goldman, the Oscar uh, guy Goldman, from the Six Million Dollar Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read his book, his autobiography. I knew a guy. I knew a guy. Bionic bits. He's called. It's called the One Dollar Man. Ah, his book. Yeah, he's a little bitter. Good. He's a little bitter. Yeah, the buck stops with me. <laughs> no, the Albert Goldman book, Adventures in Screenwriting. Very good. Number one. What? 
Was it William Goldman book you're talking about? Uh, should I say Albert Goldman? I meant yes. William Goldman. I'm yes. sorry. Yes, William Goldman. All right. Sorry. I can't remember names. It's that thing where you just stare and just go, something wrong just happened. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Retrace all my steps and back to Dave. Okay, go. Number one. Number one. A little bit of uh, a little Anaclina Knox music. Amadeus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Very yeah. good movie. Yeah, that was a that was completely a inaccurate. Film. By the way, oh yeah, but uh, fuck it, who cares? Completely inaccurate. It's a Peter Schaefer play. Peter Schaefer play, yeah. Yeah, like a, I like me. A is Peter it a play Schaefer. or is it is it a was it a screenplay? That's a good question. I wonder if it was a play first. I, re- I think I read it in play form. Also, the writer of Equus, also yes. the writer of some a funny play too. What the hell was this funny play? Ugh, I can't remember. Anyway, I was like, going to say something, and then I realized it was a Tom Stoppard play. I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, no, I got to see. I got to see what the, what this was. But I think it yeah. was a play first. Uh, no, that's Michael like, Frayn. Gee, seems, I can't remember. Seems right. like a play. Uh, it's a yeah, it's a very good film with uh, Tom Halsey, who has done not that much. What happened to him? Yeah, he did uh, Animal House. Animal House. He did that, and occasionally he'll pop up. He did another see. film where he had a he had a kind of lead role in it, but yes, he's not with us anymore, or not much around anymore. Unlike say F. Murray Abraham, who continued to act and do interesting things. Boy, I saw him in something the other day, and it. What did I see him in? Doesn't matter because now I'm stopping to try and think of something that I saw F. Murray Abraham in in a, in a, in a role in a movie. And everyone, I'm pausing as I speak. Sorry, I'm going to go with what I was thinking was, yep. which was uh, he wrote Black Comedy, which was a comedy I really liked. And the oh, okay. conceit in that is anytime uh, people are on stage and you can see them, the lights are off. Anytime the lights are off, oh, they can see. Oh, that's right. That's right. That was it. Yeah, okay. All right. Now I'm trying to see if Amadeus. Uh, yes, it was a play. Okay. Yeah, it won the Theatre Critics Award uh, for the London uh, production, mm. and then it became a movie. But he also did the adaptation for the film, so that's, okay. that's very interesting. Okay, whatever you say, geez, yeah. don't bite my head off. And, I'm on uh, your side. I know. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just stating that as, a, as just so people know that he still had a hand in the, in the film as well. Yep. Peter Schaefer, very good playwright. And why did God not bless? Salieri. Why? Why? Well, he did bless Salieri. Oh, Salieri has some musical talent. He's just That's not right. as talented as Mozart. Right. Jealousy is is not a no, it's not a good way to go through life. Good. It's not a good way to go through life. It doesn't help you. I mean, the movie is an, a fictionalized. It's a fictional. It's a true. It's taking true personages and putting them into a fictional story yep. in order to talk about an artistic theme, which is sure. the theme of, of artistic jealousy. Which is a fair thing to do in art. And it is, it is fair. It's just unfair if that kind of besmirches Salieri's name because Salieri did not kill Mozart. Mm. They're actually very good friends. And Mozart had Salieri requested, actually had Salieri write music for his funeral. Oh, nice. That was one of his requests. I, I believe that's true. I'm saying that slightly hesitating because I'm, I might be wrong there, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. And Salieri was not as great a composer, obviously, as Mozart. Although, to be honest with you, I'm not a huge Mozart fan. Mm. But he's not a universally recognized genius like Mozart, except by Dave, Mozart, uh, genius like Mozart. Uh, but Salieri was a, an acceptable, acceptably good composer of his day. You know, he just did not transcend his time the way that Mozart was able to. Right. And that's a very rare thing. You know, there were lots of people composing when Bach was composing, but we don't know very many of them because their compositions, while good in their day, were not 
compositions that could transcend the ages. Yeah, sometimes the way you do a thing for your time, it stays in your time because mm-hmm. that's the time it was for. Yeah, I mean that's and if that's where your um, where your ambition takes you, or that's or you, you don't know, have a choice, or you don't have a choice. That's what it is. Yeah, that's how it is. You that's what the tastes are. You don't pick uh, who likes you and why they yeah. like you and how long they like you for. You just do your thing that's and you goes, hope yeah. your best and for sure. And then occasionally someone will call you a murderer in like a couple hundred years. And that goes for 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 all art, and it's not even. It's not even talent that's going to to carry you on through the through time. It's just a, a happenstance and luck and yep. all kinds of things. And where can, the future uh, takes the future. Where the future takes the future. What I'm does sure, the future need to listen to now? Yeah, Might be you, what you did in the past. Sure. If you told someone in the 1970s that Buster Keaton would be a more popular silent film comedian in, in our era, they would look at you like you're a cuckoo. Right. Because Charlie Chapman at that time was the... You know, undiminished champion of silent film comedy. There's n- no way that his star would ever be eclipsed by another another performer from that time. And but taste change, and then you end up with, you know, and people. Be, you know, we live through maybe a more age of a more ironical age, and so someone like Keaton, who is much more about, you know, had the sort of emotional reserve in his yeah. films and a slightly removed ironical, in his yeah. Movies, yeah, yeah, and you know, he is. And didn't play a character in his movies, those sort of things. Or didn't play the same character in every movie. That's right, movie. yeah, yeah. Basically, if you, if you don't like what Char- Ch- uh, Chaplin's doing in one movie, uh-oh, yeah, uh, yeah. then you're not going to really yeah. buy it for the rest. I mean, Keaton kind of still did the same old kind of falling stuff. A type, but not the same director. But not the same character, he wasn't yeah, exactly. tramping it up every one. No, that's right. Uh, so, the, you know, those are things you can't choose. But, but yeah, whereas... But what we have in, in Mozart is the story of this incredible talent... Who didn't appreciate it, mm. and this mundane humdrum talent who more than appreciated Mozart's, and was jealous of him, and was disgusted that so much talent and so much of God's graces were in this disgusting human being, man-child, yeah. this man-child, this you know, this tittering, tittering fool. Yes, he was, he was a womanizer, he was yeah. a drinker, a this gambler. Is a mockery of me that God yeah. would give all these gifts to this fool. Yeah. When, yeah, yeah. So the universe is broken, so I can kill because if the universe is broken, yeah. Well, then anything is justified, and here we go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the real. I mean, if you think about Mozart, I mean, how close could that be to the reality? I mean, in some ways, it could be true because he had kind of a a Joe Jackson for a dad. You know, his father was a composer, but was a frustrated composer. Oh, I thought you meant the musician Joe Jackson. No, I was thinking of the dad of Michael Jackson. Yeah, I think that's probably is his name, yeah. And he... I thought you meant the guy who did Steppin' Out, <laughs> but okay. Go oh, ahead. yeah. Well, that's really good. Steppin' Out's a good song. That's a good album, Night and Day. Uh, you, put, you put me off of what I was talking about, though. No, so you had, he had a father who, you know, pushed him to become a compo- composer at age of five. I'm putting that in quotation marks because I feel like the dad did a lot of... Did a lot of transcribing of we the can, stuff. We uh, can Malcolm Gladwell our way around that. Yeah, he's a real, watch. a real, you know, uh, helper. Yeah. But you know, but you know, this his son was you know forced to learn to compose, to write, to play, to become a you know, and he had talent. He had that natural born talent that's you know so rare that he could <clears throat> play the piano, could compose, could write beautifully, could do all these things, and you. You know, so, but he also wrote an incredible amount of material in his life. How much of his time was spent really womanizing and gambling and drinking and all the rest of it? If he did, he just did it to blow off some steam every once in a while because he was if a hard if, worker. If you're bad at it, womanizing <clears throat> doesn't take that long. He tra- you know, he went to Italy and wrote operas. He did, did t- t- stuff in Austria. He, would, he's, he traveled around. Yeah. You know, he wrote a gajillion things. 
they all sound the same, but they wrote them. And he, you know, so he, uh, uh, you know, I feel like that characterization is probably pretty off. Although, you know, on the other hand, he might, he might have felt like, hey, I paid my dues when I was young. Time to party. I don't know. Could be. But anyway, it's a really good movie. Yep, it's a really good movie. There it's you go. It's been a while since I saw that movie, actually. Since I watched it on home video. F. F. Murray Abraham. We've said yeah. that already, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. You F. know, that Abraham. guy's good. Very good. Boy, he's good. Oh, I know what I saw him in. He was in Mimic. Ah. He was a, a scientist who was sort of helping Mia Servino's character uh, understand what they were dealing with. I think he was also a swinger in Louie. A swinger in, oh, the TV show Louie. Yeah. Hmm. He's just good in everything. It's F. Murray Abraham. He's very He's good. He's good in everything. Yeah. That's what they say. Thank you so much for your uh, 10, 10 films. Yeah, I really Tracy, enjoyed them. That was Because they're, they're all movies. They're all, all of them but two are movies that I like quite a bit. There you are. You made uh, Dave 80% happy. And that's the, <laughs> that's the most he should be. That's right. If he gets a little bit more than that, yeah. then I start to get jealous and go, God, why did you make this fool so happy? And then I got to murder him. <laughs> and that's the way that goes. But then he goes into another world, and we do a lot of in-camera effects. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's like, yeah. And all of a sudden, next the next episode, why is Dave a baby? Yeah. I don't know. He just <laughs> is. And you think, like, maybe Dave faked the moon landing. I don't know. Oh, brother. Oh, man. Oh, jeez. <laughs> You'll find more about that in our moon landing podcast. We're going to be doing that one after we do full yeah. marks. It's called Looney Mooney. That's right. Speaking of that, hey, let's plug some <laughs> things. My voice just went completely out. That or I'm going through second puberty. Uh, we are wrapping up our um, our uh, uh, sidecast. Uh, we've been going through every one of the Marx Brothers movies. And yes, we have. It has been called uh, so far, and I think we'll stick with the name for the last two episodes. Uh, it's been it's been called uh, Full Marks, a Marx Brothers podcast. And people say we're bad at self promotion. We yeah, they're right. <laughs> Though you know what? At least they're talking it up. So yeah, that's, that's good. That yeah. word of mouth has started we about how it. bad we are at, sure. at promotion. Yeah. So that's some word of mouth. Uh, we're uh, we're up now to uh, love happy. That well, we don't. No, no, we're not. We're not. We're up to, to the big store. The big store. We that's haven't right. done. We haven't had the big. No, we have had the big store. Yeah. Big store's been up. That's right. Right. And that's so where we are. That's where we're at. Yeah. And now we're, we're gonna, waiting. We've got like two more to go. Waiting for the next one to and drop. And then we're going to do a question episode. Yeah. And that's what we're going to do. Listen, we record these way in the past. I know it's crazy. We recorded this so far in the past, the Marx Brothers hadn't completed all their movies. Here's the thing. By the point that we were recording these. We're releasing the shows every two weeks. Yes. A show drops on Wednesday. Oh, God. The next day, this we record the, nec- oh, the next so episode. Confusing. It's so confusing. So we can't, we read the reviews and go like, shut up, you guys, <laughs> shut up. And like, oh, <laughs> let's do it anyway. So there you are. Um, if you're a comic book fan, uh, and even if you're not, I uh, have a comic book out. Regardless, I got two. I'll tell you both of them. Uh, one is called Extra Sisters, and that's a monthly comic coming mm-hmm. out from Images Comics. And uh, so far, people seem to be uh, fancying it, generally. Yes. Uh, here's what I'm getting a lot of in the reviews. Okay. The video reviews, or, or the podcast reviews. A lot. I get a lot of this. Uh, so I uh, picked it up. I didn't think I was going to like this one at all. Uh, it's just all this hard for me. Uh, uh, what did you think about it? Well, I thought the same thing. I was like it. What do you think? I like it. I like it too. I like it all. I really enjoy it. I don't know. One guy even went on about like how, what has this got to offer a conservative cis man like myself? Yeah. And I picked it up. And I, I really kind of draw the story about the two girls. Well, the magical I'm gonna be, to be fair to this guy, because yeah. I watch what you're talking about. Sure, sure. He presents himself that way. But what he's saying is, these books have a lot to teach me. Ah. 
He's saying as a conservative white or he says as a white male yeah. with some conservative views. Yeah. I enjoy the I enjoy the about they op the the vistas this, these books are opening up for me. These oh, new good. new ideas and well, new things nice. we're okay. doing. Uh, all right. So I'll, I thought that I'll was I thought that was good. Yeah. But I think it was, I think, a, I think it was meant as a compliment. What I'm reading what I'm reading into a lot of what people are saying. Here's here's the thing. Like I'm getting for the most part when it's uh, women who are like you know, they're just like, "Oh, I like it. It's great. It's good." And I'll say that. Some people don't like it. No, I'm not going to say that. But the guys that are saying, "I didn't think I like it." I like it. <laughs> it's just like well, it well, starts why do you think you because it's like got it? female characters as the lead. It's got female. Oh, it's obviously bad right away. Yeah. There's why would you Why would you do a book without some guys in it? There's definitely some subtext there that, but it's changed their mind on it by the end of it, and they they want to read more, and so that's good. Yeah. Like I'm not going to dig too deep on that. I couldn't believe I got a book called Exorcist Sisters, and it, there's two women in it. Couldn't believe it. It was like, what? What kind of bullshit is this? Like, yeah. what? Why in this book got two guys fighting some demons? That's what I want to see. Want to see guy? Want to see guy with a crossbow? Guy with a crossbow. <laughs> the other guy's got like a shotgun. Yeah, fighting demons. Because that's natural. That's, that's how it should be. Super kind of that's natural right. that I like. That's right. It's firing. You know, when you fire a crossbow, you use a bolt. That's what it's called, by the way. It's in case people didn't know that. A lot of guys out there don't know anything about weapons. The writing's garbage. It's garbage. Hate it. But the movie Bolt is very good. It's about a dog. Who doesn't know he's not a super dog, but he's not. But, it's just, it's, it's, but I'm gone off topic now. I just, you went a lot of time, but you know, I cried in that you movie. You know I love Bolt. Bolt's the best movie. <laughs> Bolt! I named my dog Bolt. Uh, and uh, he didn't know he wasn't a super dog, and he jumped off the roof. I don't know why I trained him to do that. That was my fault. <laughs> I just thought dogs dogs you, might fly if they really have the faith. You, you didn't think that through, I got to tell you. right? I, I warned you at the time. I said, don't. Don't train a dog to jump off a roof. What are you, damn fool? But you did it anyway. What happened? Dog jumped off Jumped off a roof. That's why I called my dog Bowl. Well, because you thought, well, all right, why'd you call your dog Bowl? Because <laughs> you wanted him to eat out of himself? <laughs> Save your money on a bowl? Just like put the food on his belly and just have him eat from his own belly? Is that so dumb? Well, the dog ain't going to stop it there. <laughs> and then he wouldn't stop. <laughs> you know and then he ate himself to death. <laughs> And not in the way that dogs sometimes will eat themselves to death when they eat a whole chocolate cake. But the dog actually ate himself. The only thing left was a bit of his mouth. Do you know why they do, you know why they do that? Why? Because the can. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, uh, now we're going on to Spider-Man <laughs> issue 355 where he marries Venom. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Exorcist is in stores. <laughs> um, also did a kid's book for, uh, they say it's a kid's book, but I think it's all ages. Uh, for Scholastic's agree. graphics line about two cats, uh, dressed up as a dog, save the world. I wrote it. Nina Matsumoto did the art. She's amazing. Uh, and Dave colored it. We said, don't. And he went, I'm doing it. <laughs> anyway, it's a black and white book. No, I brought my markers. Squeak, 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 squeak. And then he colored every page. I did. Right in front of us while maintaining eye contact with us. Not even looking <laughs> and, at the book. And yelling, just, and squeak, yelling squeak, doodler squeak. the whole yeah, time. I dare you. Doodle art. I dare you to stop me. Doodle he said. Art. Yeah, and then like with doodle art, he ran out of marker and just had to keep oh, sucking on the markers it's to true. get more ink. It's true. And I think he just does it because he likes. The I got a yellow tongue. Yeah, prove it. So if you got want a pick, yellow tongue, if you want to pick up any of those, that's great. Oh, and if you like our sidecasts, we still got the old ones that we've done yeah, up, like Beatles, completely Beatles, totally Tintin, Tintin. Yeah. and uh, that's, that's that's all. That's the so, only ones we've done. It's an achievement. It is. Can I can I mention that we have a new one coming out? Sure. We have a new, new, it's a spinoff, not a okay. sidecast, uh, called Sneaky Dragon Listening Party. This is, I thought you were doing a joke. No. And yet, it's true. as I normally feel when you're about to do a joke, that wasn't a joke. Okay. 
Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> well, as you know, uh, a couple of years ago, I, I did the uh, what I like to call the Sneaky Dragon Mixtape Project. That's true. Where I invited listeners to send in, uh, if they sent me a CDR or more, I would uh, record them a mixtape for, for their enjoyment, hopefully. And so I got a bunch of mixtapes. I recorded, I think, over 400 songs wow. of music for people. And I sent them out across the world to some some people praise them some people said nothing so you know they, that's fine yeah and uh but i thought it would be fun to do a show kind of looking back at it and talking about the music that i chose and and some of the my thinking behind mixtapes and all that kind of stuff and so uh mary and i uh sat down Who, who's mary my daughter mary and oh, i we sat down okay, together and we uh recorded well we meant to record a whole episode discussing a mixtape but we actually only did one side of it before we hit the the, this is much too long now, Mark. So, uh, so I don't know how the show's going to go. And I'm not too sure how often we're going to release it yet. So, okay. but we'll see. It's it's coming out soon. I remember, like the first time you guys did a little something together, I was like, uh, "This is a spinoff." Yeah, we did so, the. So, Dave, um, sorry, let me yeah. just say this. Sure, you're welcome. Yes, thank you. We're um, we're uh, yeah, we did it for the for the um, music segment of the the question episode. Right now, if this doesn't work out, will you still be a father to her? If it doesn't work out, will I still be? Of course, I'll still be a father to her. Really? Yeah. That's what you said about your son. <laughs> well, that was totally different. The Beatles. That was totally different. Yeah. Well, you wrote a comic with two girls. Mm. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Mm. What was he thinking? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Fair enough. So that's a, that's an up a coming. Yeah. We will tell you more as things progress. Yes. Um, I'm uh, exhausted from moving. Dave isn't because he's a strong, healthy man. <laughs> uh, I'm no good at this. Um, a bit of a mess this week because of that. We'll see how I feel next week. I think hopefully better. I think. Uh, if at you, least settled. If you're in Vancouver on Halloween, come by the house. I'm not going to tell you the address. No, but just it. go to as many houses as possible. And uh, if you see me, say hi. But I'm not giving you my address no. on the air. What no. am I, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> and if you're in Aldergrove, go trick or treating at Dave's house. Sure, come on by. All right. If you look back to the shows where the CD or the uh, yeah. mixtape was, you wink, can find, wink. find my address. That's right. Wink, wink. What kind of candy do you usually give out? Chocolate bars. Yeah, I'm giving chocolate bars too. Though I have had a request from my landlord's daughter. She yep. wants Starburst. Okay. So I'm going to have to find some Starburst. Ah. That's the way it's going to have to be because I got to grease those wheels. <laughs> right you, you can do a mix sure. you can buy some starbursts and some other things oh no i'm gonna buy i'm gonna buy chocolate bars okay. for uh, all the other kids hmm. but when she comes to the door i am just doing the heavy with the starburst <laughs> nice yeah that's what it's gonna be thank you so much for listening and have a happy halloween yes everybody. Rest safely please do not wear just black if you do look both ways when you cross the street don't be too drunk Mm-hmm. I, okay, don't be too drunk. It's yeah. not the drinkingest holiday. And, let me and just in say, Canada, oops, don't be too high. That's true. Because we are now legal with the with the marijuana, and yet uh, we ran out. Sorry, we all ran out of it. We apologize. <laughs> not that we ran out. Yeah, we ran stores, out. Stores, no, stores sold out of their stock. No, it's completely gone. It's all completely gone. Oh, yeah, well, that's what you said about Cabbage Patch Kids. Mm-hmm. said they haven't sold out. They just all, you know, just ran out of supplies. Yes, everyone, have a happy Halloween. And here's one more thing. Don't get mad at teenagers who come to your door for no. candy. They're just having some fun. Yeah. They took some time to put together a costume and come over to your house to say hi. Let them have some fun, too. Yeah. They're not being jerks. No. They want some candy. That's just all. Just give them some damn candy. Yeah. And if and, right. and, and teenagers, if they don't give you candy, mess up their house. <laughs> I'm not going to go that far. Woo. Lawsuit on the way, everyone. This has been Sneaky Dragon. I've been Ian. I've been David. Bye. 
Boo! Ah! A g -g 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 ending. Ending.